The Better on Draft podcast is part of the PodcastDetroit.com network and is recorded live in the Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming in Ferndale, Michigan. Now, pop that 40 and kick back. Here is Dan, Nick, and Chess. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode three of the Better on Draft podcast. My name is Ken. We definitely have a full studio going on today. Of course, my co-hosts, Nick and Dan, you guys are here. Nick, what's going on? Not a lot. How's it going? I'm, I'm doing well, doing well. Dan, you're over there. You're uh, rocking the sunglasses indoors. The, I'm, not, I'm not wearing them. What are you talking about? <laughs> there, as, a, as he takes them, them off. He throws there, them on the table. Yeah, in go. disgust. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, I would be wearing them inside. That's actually kind of rare. I'm not. That, so. that's, that's your thing. That, yeah, I guess. That, that, that's that is definitely your thing. thing. Should we start calling you Corey Hart? No, oh, or, or, or is your future so bright? Son. Yeah, you have to wear yeah, sunglasses. <laughs> great, great way to be a cliche. I've never heard that before. I mean, good, you good haven't. Job. Good wow, job, that's, guys. that's yeah. really weird that you've never heard that. It's original content song. going on. Thank you. <laughs> We're live, of course. It's original. So uh, sitting in studio, uh, we also have Tara. Say hello, Tara. Hello. She's scared. Don't do. She's it. scared. Yeah, she might, not, she might not talk too much here. And of course, we have a uh, new guest here, Eric from Falling Down Brewing. How are you doing, Eric? Good. How are you guys doing today? Very, okay. very good. We appreciate you uh, coming on out. Obviously, I uh, reached out to you for other uh, other reasons for what we're going to be talking about in segment two or three, but you're obviously going to be more than welcome to talk to us uh, about what we're going to be doing for segment one because we're going to be talking about next week's beer festival. Oh, yeah. I know quite a bit about that. Know quite a bit about it. So, <laughs> Been a number uh, of times. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Michigan Brewers Guild does multiple beer festivals, major beer festivals throughout the year. This next weekend, which is going to be at, uh, excuse me, the 23rd and 24th, it's going to be at Eastern Market in Detroit. Friday night is still have tickets available. Saturday is sold out. I would suggest Craigslist if you're looking for tickets, um, as well as a lot of the uh, online Facebook groups, people who might not be able to make it, different reasons. Tickets do come available. Uh, just don't expect more to be on sale. Uh, with that in mind, um, I've been on so many of these beer festivals. I went to this past uh, Winner one, Eric. We got the winner one or no? No, this uh, we were last year's. This year's we happen to skip. Uh, just bad timing for us. Well, it was probably good that you guys skipped just because. Oh, I've heard was, all the horror stories. It, it was definitely well below freezing. A lot of people had to continuously run all of their taps just so they wouldn't oh freeze gosh. over. Was it outside? I'm not. Oh I yeah, it was. There, it was so. at the um, the the ballpark. The, wow. the Grand Rapids ballpark. Park. Yeah, is that the one you park. told me about going on the bus and we yeah. almost did, but they sold out those yeah. tickets and yeah. Uh, just so I, I wound up just buying tickets to go on that Saturday. It was definitely very very cold. Um, again, I think uh, a few different breweries had to shut down really early uh, oh. just because they weren't pulling the tabs. And of course, if yep. you're not pulling the tabs on all <clears> of your taps, you're going to freeze over the lines. Those lines froze over. I remember buying gloves there, and I was still freezing. There was just there, there was no winning, and usually I do well in cold. Like I remember uh, Dan and I when we went to the Royal Rumble, and we were waiting outside of JLA, and I'm in, I'm in a t-shirt and ah. jeans, and, and we I'm had to fine. walk. We had to walk back with chairs that they wouldn't let oh, us take yeah. through the casino. They wouldn't let us. Yeah, they wouldn't <laughs> let us take the chairs through the casino after we got off the people mover. So we had to go downstairs, 
off onto the main street. And I think it's – is that Brush? Or, no, that's not Brush. That's uh, – Whichever one it is where you yeah. have to walk around to the parking lot and go in the door. And yeah. It so was a pain. It, it definitely was a uh, very big pain in regards to trying to get those chairs out there. Um, so for those of you who've never been to a beer festival or have – you basically pay your ticket. They give you a cup and they give you tokens. You give the tokens to the people. The people pour you beer. Very simple concept. Um, so, Nick, you've been to the beer festivals before. Same with you, Tara. What did you guys think? I know, Nick, was it your first one that you went to last year or was that? No, I've been to a couple of them excuse me, prior to that. Um, I think the very first one was actually the Michigan Beer Festival at Easter Market. And I think that was 2012, I want to think. I was, okay, so I, was still, I was still living. I was still living downtown when it happened, and that was a very, very interesting day. Needless to say, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I sh- shouldn't have been driving that day. Oh, that, that just happens. Did a it lot. end in a DUI? It did not. End then, in, it, then you're fine. Yeah, no, it didn't no harm, it, no it foul. Ended, it ended in me taking a nap at like four in the afternoon. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a great that's, day. That's what beer does, especially. Oh, you know, there's, yeah. there's been so many beer festivals, so many events. Um, the Lions 9 a.m. game. Oh lord! You know, where like oh, you know you're lord. you're ready to pass out and you're hungover at eight at night because yeah. you've already fallen asleep. Um, so Tara, last year was your first experience. At a beer festival or that beer festival? That beer festival. So you've been to other beer festivals. Was it a lot different than the other beer festivals you've been to or? Just a lot bigger. A lot bigger. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously the, the Easter Market one is I think the second smallest. The The summer one's definitely bigger and then the one at Comstock Park is a lot bigger even though it's freezing uh, while it's you're in the uh, winter time. Not my thing. It's, it's in February, I believe. Of yeah, it's usually right that? around the first weekend of February. Who thought of that? Like, I, I don't know. Don't at, we'll have to ask Eric the next time. <laughs> yeah, that's on. a good point. I could have asked them that before. I, guess. I was, I was going to say we could have asked them that before we got on. Um, there still is no beer list. Uh, I know they're usually waiting for breweries to get the beer into it. Um, but we want to go over some suggestions, tips, tricks, things that we've learned in regards to the amount of times we've been to these beer festivals. Now, have you worked a beer festival or attended a beer festival, Eric, or have you done both? Oh, I've done both. Um, I prior to working for the brewery, I was I'd attend as many as I could get my hands on. It felt like some days, um, but now most of our larger festivals I do attend. Um, some of the smaller ones I try to avoid going to um <laughs> not not because of the fact that i don't enjoy going it just um for our for our side what is normally a you know three four hour event for the wonderful guests that we have the staff side you're looking at like eight hours oh. by the time you get oh, in yeah. you get set up yeah, because if they're doing like a vip hour you know we got to get in get set up and get ready before that mm. so it's just you know they they tend to be some long days for us but the upside is we do get to go you know when we are working events we still get to go wander enjoy the beer and have a great time with well us, yeah so. oh go on Nick. so it's that it's not luckily it's not all just work for eight hours so you guys are actually able to go out and at least socialize with the others most yeah. of the things in the beer industry are that way <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we we get just, to enjoy what we yeah, do some days. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I chose the wrong career path. Yeah, I think I did too. Yeah. I, know well, I, know, I know a lot of the breweries get their own cups that they give out to the staff so that the staff can go and, you know, make their way through and try to other beers before. Cause, uh, kind of. We technically aren't allowed to do that. <laughs> um, we, what we do have is we do have a um, – the Brewers Guild, which is just a fantastic organization, puts on a um, – it's our VIP area that's meant for brewers and owners specifically. So back there, we have an area where we can get out of the crowds. We can just kind of relax. 
It's all of our peers around us. And the cool thing is I got a bunch of free beer and free food for us. <laughs> so, you know, we can go back there. You know, it, you know, you get done setting up. You're just kind of drained. Go sit down. The beginning events, they usually have other options for us as well. It's, you know, they, they really do a great job with that and really ha- being able to support the people who are helping their events run smooth. So, so the reason I say that is that there was a um, – I went to the Grand Rapids Brewery at the Winter Beer Festival. Uh-huh. And I, when, I, when I go for a beer festival, I really try, just try to find the shortest lines because um, that means it's the quickest time to get to my beer. Um, and I was looking at the line, and I'm staring at it, and it's IPA, 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 <laughs> barrel age, barrel age, barrel age. And I'm it's like, your favorite? Uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. you know, as much as I've grown a little bit more into barrel age beers now, um, you know, I just, I was just like, you know, I'm looking at these beers, and I, I ordered the one beer that they had that wasn't IPA or barrel age, and the guy's like, oh, why did you choose that? So I explain it, and he goes, no, you have to try this. So he grabs a glass and he pours the barrel age and I try it and I give the biggest bitter barrel age like bourbon face Your ever. Your favorite taste. <laughs> oh my god, it was so bad. And he looked and he was like shocked like, I'm so sorry, I did not mean to do that to you. <laughs> so I, that's that's how I thought that you guys actually had um, you know, glasses for you guys to go around. Um, so, we get the same little cups that everyone else does. Yeah. Still get to go around. You know, you're, not, you're not walking around with you know, signs. <laughs> there there, there are people mugs. who will do it. There are people who will do it. Um, they usually get, you know, when someone like Eric catches them or anyone else, it's like, hey, could, could you not do that? That'd be great. <laughs> no double big gold cups. Yeah. <laughs> you said 14 glasses. You didn't specify which glass I had. <laughs> So, um, you know, as an attendee, again, my biggest thing, you know, I, I walked in there with a plan. Like, you know, I want to try these beers. And usually after I try the first or second beer, it's getting into, like, you know, the shortest lines, breweries that are across state or in the UP, um, the ones that are furthest away from me. Because, you know, what? what's the point of me going to Kunin or going to Dragon Meat or going to Falling Down walk there, when yeah. I can go there tomorrow or, yeah. you know, tonight mm-hmm. or whenever the hell I want. Yeah. So it's getting to breweries that we normally, you know, Paw Paw, Perrin, you know, some of the smaller ones that might not even distribute like, uh, well, Sheboygan. Sheboygan, oh. formerly milking it, now Axel. Yeah. Um, and that'll be interesting. It's I don't like know. Lamanon. Yeah, I don't like yeah, I don't know if Axel is going to be actually at this beer festival. I didn't get a chance to uh, talk to them. I don't know if you know the people. Who I would it. have to guess they would be. Um, you know, they this is you know par for the course for them. They have experience. There's there's no reason why I don't see them being well, there. Well, from from what I gathered, and we're going to try to actually have uh, the owner on. Um, they actually got rid of. You know, uh, Brick, Snow, Axel, all yep. those beers, City. Ouch. And City they're, Red. Yeah. they're re- new ingredients, new recipes. So I don't know if they're going to be ready for the beer festival. Is, is uh, They the already key. have stuff on shelves right now. Last I saw, I believe a few of the local shops have some of their cans already on um, oh, okay. on ready. So they, I've been looking. I haven't found them anywhere. I'm going to have to Local shops, see. would you like to expand? I'm pretty sure I saw it at like Holiday Market. Oh, okay. Um, okay. That's that's. that's yeah. I'd have to check if Plato has it, but my guess is if Holiday has it, Plato's got it as well. That's fair. You know, um, in regards to looking for you know beers and stuff, it's it's always hard to find you know specific beers, and it's you really you have to be socially networked networking to find these beers. There's no way you're going to be able to find it. Just because you have a guide doesn't mean you're always going to get it. Um, you know, that's why, you know, as much, you know, I go to Zatuna a lot, but we also have Finesse, which is one of our sponsors. And one of the big things that they do, you know, along with, you know, just as much as I love Plato, Finesse has everything because they have liquor, they have snacks, they have, you know, and not, not just like one dimension snacks. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Not yeah, the $9 little... cheese log. <laughs> yeah, as much as it's probably delicious, you know, I want a bag of better made chips and some dip. I don't I don't need a $9 cheese log at every, you know, every time. Um, you know, so that's why a lot of people, you know, especially if you're on the east side, you know, you go to Finesse, a uh, big uh, selection of everything that they have. I think they're – what do we see? The apple – Apple cinnamon Ap- whiskey. Apple cider whiskey. Apple cider whiskey. Okay. That's right. It actually so, looked kind of interesting. Got I actually, yeah, uh, I might actually try it if I, I come it across sounds it. horrible. It just sounds horrible. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> it is. I'm sure it's, it's gut wrenching. But it's it, one of those things to where you really, you know, well, everybody has that opinion on Fireball. You either love it or hate it. There's no like, oh, you know, I like it's like aged okay. Fireball. Aged <laughs> Fireball. If I plan on not remembering the day, I you, will drink a lot of Fireball. That's about <laughs> it. That's that's how I used to be with um, Jaeger. Jaeger, because yeah. I used to use a, a fifth of Jaeger, <laughs> and remember, remember Vault, the energy, or not the energy, the soda Vault. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Vault came out, and I used to do like a two liter of Vault and a fifth of Jaeger and a double gulp from seven. <laughs> 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 a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, and boom, I was good for the night. Good to go. Yeah, Th- those are back in like that. My um, you know, pre. Is this back when I was enabling teenagers? Yes, you were, okay, you were yeah. Enabling. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, do not underage drink, folks. At the Better on Draft podcast, we do not promote underage drinking. Please make sure you, uh, you know, unless you're in, I think Wisconsin. There, there's a state out there that you can drink at the age of 18 as long as you are with a parent. Really? In yeah. in like your home, you can drink, be legally drinking, as long as you are with a parent who is like watching you, which is weird because you're 18. Yeah, because you're an adult. Yeah, You know, one of the big things, and, you know, talking to someone who's in the industry right now, and I want to, um, you know, segue into that because uh, I'm going to ask you a, a few different questions, but what do you feel about the 21 drinking age? You know, do you feel that it's too high? Do you feel that it's, you know, just right? You know, do, do you feel that businesses could hurt or help with a lower drinking age or – I'm a little bit mixed on it. Um, I, I do definitely lean a little bit more towards the 18-year-olds drinking, mainly because you can do everything else at 18. Why do you got to be 21 to drink? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the other side to that and the other piece of that is being able to learn to drink responsibly. And I yep. think that's the biggest issue that we face in colleges and everything right now is you're 20. You know, when you get 21, you know, juniors and seniors, you never hear about the bad sides of drinking because of the fact that like. They learned their lesson. <laughs> so when you're 18, you know, when you're 18, 19, you know, they're they're trying all these crazier things because it's like, oh, I got to sneak to get, you know, to be able to get this beer well, or say, don't they you drink a lot are... of like, hard liquor and it ends poorly a lot of times. <laughs> well, you're, you're you're looking at things and, you know, um, as I as I eye over to Dan with 151. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you were looking at before. Um, but, but the fact of the matter is that, you know, at 18, you know, at 21, we all learn how to drink and drink a little bit more responsibly. We can learn it. 18 but because you're sneaking it it's a celebration it's something that you're not supposed to be doing so you typically do more than you're not well that and you know at 21 you have a bartender who says you don't get any more whereas 18 you got you got your other drunk buddies going no just chug the rest of that 151 yeah Yeah, well yeah perfect example (laughs) right there yeah like i i I recall definitely a a much younger time in my i think i was maybe 17 17 oh i remember and um, somebody (laughs) a a fifth of 151 appeared in my house i won't know how it happened something else i don't yeah. remember what it was and <laughs> in a matter of 10 minutes the 151's gone yeah and we're that like just oh sounds like a bad bad it, decision. it was <laughs> it was a bad day it, it was a bad day a bad night for me uh well i wasn't the one that was drinking it somebody else was i had to do the cleanup of that um but the fact of the matter somebody brought up a very good point and that it's something that i think i might agree with and that you know if you don't 
remove the 21 drinking age, make it 18 with military ID. If you can hmm. fight for our country legally, and you should be able to drink. You should be able to drink. Yeah, it's hard to just discriminate for that though. Oh, you're 18 and you're in the army, you can drink, but you're in 18 and in Imagine college, how you much can't. military yeah. enlistment would jump. Yeah, I wonder if it would. <laughs> You'd have those guys, those idiots don't know what they're well, getting into. By, by the time that they're they're done with their contract, you know, they're 20, 21 already coming back to, you know, their home. You know, we we look at some fr- friends of mine like Brock and Brock when Brock came home, Brock was over 21. Right. By the time he came home from his second tour of Iraq, Afghanistan, um, Middle East, yeah, Middle East. It's it's kind of like that. Yeah, I don't know where. When, He's basically or why. saying it's all the same. <laughs> well, no, yeah, it's, it's not, not, not just necessarily saying. that. Just, <laughs> I just it's easier to lump them all into one area. <laughs> yes. Um, so, uh, but but I understand what you're saying though is that it's hard to discriminate against everyone else. But then you you come back to the conversation of you know if you're old enough to vote, you're old enough to make that decision. You know, on the country of who's going to run our country, you're old enough to smoke, you're old enough to make decisions, you're old enough to be a power of attorney, you're old enough to do so many things except drink alcohol. And you know, Eric brings up a great point. Um, you know, we are a country of overindulgence. You know, I'm a big guy. I drink a lot. I eat a lot. <laughs> you know, the only thing I don't do is smoke a lot because I don't smoke that often. Um, but it's just one of those things to where we are a country of overindulgence. Mm-hmm. So you, you see that as an 18-year-old and there, there, there's a lot of pro and cons. But br- bringing it back, um, you know, because we're talking about overindulgence at the beer festival. Now, have you seen anyone really overindulge at a beer festival? Because usually I'm gone before maybe <laughs> – it starts at 1. I'm usually done by 4. Uh, yeah, it, it happens a lot. Um, the, the nice thing is that, um, especially with the guild festivals, the typically not always, but typically the people who are um, pouring for the breweries are work for the brewery, and most of us in the industry are um, tips or serve safe alcohol trained or something like that. <clears throat> so we also know when and how to effectively cut someone off. Um, and so you know what? Yeah, That's just because you just because we don't serve you doesn't mean you aren't going to try the next booth down. Um, and, you know, it, it does happen. Luckily, the the guild does a very good job having medical staff and other people. And, you know, I've seen some people take some nasty spills. I've seen some people get overserved. <laughs> um, I've had buddies of mine just be obliterated. Uh, oh, one of them, Lord. one of the last years I went to actually Detroit Festival before um, working for a brewery, we went and, like, my buddy just got lost in Eastern Market. Like, he just left and no one could find him. <laughs> and he just, like, they ended up finding him later on and he was, like, a few blocks away. And he's just like, yeah, I just wanted to go and do this. And, like, we all went to Subpoenos and he just disappeared. Oh, um, and that was also the same one where uh, one of the, um, I think it was the a- ALCS that year that the Tigers were in as well. So there was, like, people just everywhere and downtown yeah, was packed yeah. and so it wasn't like oh have you guys seen this guy it's like it, there was just it's like a million crawling yeah. with people and i mean you're still you're you're looking at near the end especially if it's a nicer day outside easter market's gonna be packed on a saturday oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's easter market yeah you know it's it's one of those things so you know for me uh one of the big things again i really i go in with a plan but i just drink whatever i can find that's the quickest line um but one thing that i always try to make sure to do you know they have these water spigots for you to clean out your uh, cups, oh, but yeah. they have water spigots. They're, it's water, so drink it. You know, I, I, I rinse my <laughs> cup 
and I drink the rinse water. You, you get one sample, rinse the cup, rinse r- the water, you will be in much better shape Such than the ones who don't. a novel concept that people well, don't. Well, it is, but Summerfest is the funniest, though. <laughs> Summerfest is the funniest because, like, the guys that you see at the water fountain earlier and their buddies stand there going, oh, you, why are you drinking water? You can't handle it. Is also, <laughs> oh, that guy oh, saying oh, that oh. is the same guy later that evening that, like, yep. is puking in the port john <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you, you have the water cups. You have, you know, it's it's definitely a really in- – it's a very small area in regards to the Eastern market. Yeah, Eastern is very small. Well, the uh, good thing is is they, they just recently expanded, what, over the last year? They opened up that one shed. They, they opened up the shed, which allowed them actually to sell more tickets because we were looking for tickets last year or two years ago. Yeah. Um, and I remember I, I had gotten tickets. I think I got them off of Craigslist, and then I remember – I went on Craigslist because there are so many people looking for tickets, and they released it. And I literally – I called all these people. I'm like, you know, hey, I'm not selling tickets, but just so you know, it's on for sale. They just released more. And I met three or four of these guys, and they were all like, you know, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, here's a, here's a little uh, token, you know. Take this token. I appreciate it. You know, take this beer. Here, Was it a be- token of their appreciation? Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, wow. Ken's dying over here. Well, you leave so, the door cracked. I'm going to uh, stop yeah. it down. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Because Nick and Dan, is this what happens when I make dad jokes like that? Oh, yeah. yeah. When, when I make the, 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 like the bell jokes earlier? Pretty much. <laughs> I'm reaching so, for the bell. No. no. Oh. <laughs> is it just going to be the dad joke bell? Oh, <laughs> my, my wife hates it when I when I make dad jokes just because I'm, I'm always on point. I'm always there to make them. Um, but obviously, you know, you're... You're from you're from falling down, and uh, you you brought two beers for us to try. So what what did you bring for us? And uh, why don't you uh, have someone bring me one of the growlers? No. <laughs> well, um, so we got two we different into. ones, and and I laugh because and right now we are so IPA heavy. It's not even funny. Part of it's scheduling. Part well, of it's just you what we make a lot of. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, so the one and actually the one that you grabbed is our harvest ale. It's a pale ale. Um, it's a fresh hop, wet hop, depending on what you want to call it, um, with all Michigan Centennial hops. Um, and we got those from Top Hops Farm up in Goodrich. They're awesome friends of ours. They, they do a really great job. So that one you get, you know, a wonderful Centennial flavor, a little bit of that grassiness from being wet hopped. Um, the other one is Captain Trollbridge. It's our all Michigan uh, IPA. So oh, yeah. we have um, – that has uh, malt in it from Pilot Malt House which they're over in the Grand Rapids area, and then all the hops in that are from uh, Pilot Malt House as well. It's using their uh, Cascade, Centennial, and uh, Chinook in it as well. And that one is like, it's nicer now that it's kind of rested a little and kind of rounded out a bit, but it's like a, you feel like you're, Scraping hops on your tongue—it's—it's it's really you know really harshly bitter, oh, really good. over the top. Um, a lot of piney, a lot of floral, not a lot of citrus. Oh no, which oh, one no. is this? That's that—that's uh, that's the harvest. That's okay. the harvest. So you were just talking about the non-harvest one, correct? The, yes, that was the, the non-harvest one. Okay. The, the gonna, harvest one I'm is gonna nice. Take, I'm gonna it's gonna gentle. Take a it's uh, maybe of that one and the, the harvest. I'll yeah, stick the, to, um, well, the harvest know, is good. Since oh, IPs yeah. run a run a wide breadth, uh, Captain Trollbridge, I is like in the same realm as like Huma is, where it's just that like punch you in the face bitterness oh 
I can't do it. We, we were talking about it last week with uh, Bob from North Center Brewing because I had brought back a bottle of uh, Devil Dancer, mm-hmm. and it was just – it was too much. Like it, it, it wasn't even enjoyable. But There's the fact no that such I, thing as too much hops. Oh, they're, 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 they're – <laughs> when I'm drinking something because I spent $5 on the bottle uh, or because I spent X dollars on the bottle, then that's too much because I'm just <laughs> drinking it because I don't want to feel like I wasted the money. Um, so what do you do for Nor- uh, Falling Down? I'm our uh, – one of our brewers, I guess. I'm, I do most of our day-to-day stuff. We have uh, myself and our one of our owners is our head brewer. Um, uh, he's in every now and again, but being an owner, he's, he wears a lot of other hats as well. I'm the guy in there day-to-day moving everything through the system, keeping keeping our taps full and keep on going from there. So, so you know, you guys are part of the Detroit Beer Press. If you guys have a Beer Press member, oh, no? Um, yeah, well, yeah, we're part of the, the Holler membership, and then I actually also write for them as well. Okay, um, I did not so know So their, uh, their section that's called, the I think it's just The Brewer, um, I actually write a column once every other month when we release them. So the funny thing with festivals is my summer article... We don't ever put months on the issues, so I can never remember which issue it was. But I know we released it around the summer. Actually, has a whole thing on uh, festival etiquette. Actually, okay. So it's kind of funny that that's what we were talking about. So you know, in, in regards to festival etiquette, you know, one of the big things, and especially for uh, this upcoming one, you know, you're going to get a lot of Detroit style food that's going to show up that they're going to have. You know, Slows usually brings a uh, conies. Uh, no, no conies, <laughs> but I mean Detroit Detroit food. So like Slows will be there. Um, a few other probably restaurants will actually be there. Um, you know, obviously while you're drinking, make sure you eat, make sure you have a full stomach, drinking on an empty stomach. We've all been there, we've all done it, and oh, yeah. it's not fun. Um, but they're they're usually very lenient in regards to bringing in outside food, um, as long as it's not you know sloppy, messy, anything like that. Because and you, it, as long as the cooler doesn't have booze in it, as long yeah, <laughs> as long as well, you know, a lot of people actually bring necklaces, and what they do is they bring pretzel necklaces. And Do they, they really? Yeah, they, yeah. They just, you know, like, um, you know, your standard pretzels, obviously not pretzel sticks, because you're not going to be able to really put them. <laughs> in. I, I don't know. I've seen, I've, I've seen some crazy necklaces. Could make that um, happen. I'm pretty sure. It's, it, well, you're, you pretty much all you do is you'd put like a bag of pretzel sticks on a necklace. Yep. No, they, that with binder clips, um, bagels on there, <laughs> slim jims, <Bagels>. cheese <laughs> sticks. I've seen one guy had they had they sell that weird pizza pouch. Yeah. But rather oh, than doing that, that no. Rather about. than doing that, he had just like a big like binder clip just attached to the crust. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> like, so he just had a slice of pizza to eat throughout the whole That's time. That's the whole reason just to go right there to oh, see the creative like... food necklaces. Well, like, uh, that doing? one was actually from Great American Beer Festival, and those <laughs> ones... People up their pretzel necklace game. Or, <laughs> yeah. Up their pretzel necklace I game. I didn't even know that was a saw saying up well, your pretzel if, necklace if, game. If you actually, if anybody on the waves, I know a few of us have the WWE Network, but Corey Graves actually just went to the Great American Beer Festival. And did oh, a, you were uh, complaining to me uh, about 15 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, that. that's our goals. We got to get there. We got to get to Denver, Colorado. <laughs> Because, you know, nothing like drinking that high-altitude drinking. Oh, of course. And, yeah, I've been there firsthand. Yeah. That's not a good experience. If I will give you a uh, pretzel necklace pro tip as well. And <laughs> oh, you, can, pro tip. You, you cannot do this for um, summer festivals for obvious reasons. Okay. But it should be cold enough this weekend. You should be able to pull it off. Chocolate-covered pretzels. Chocolate. Oh. <laughs> you, you mix some of the regular with the chocolate-covered pretzels, and it's just like as the night goes on, you're like, oh, chocolate-covered pretzels were such a good choice. <laughs> but on you know when it's sunny out or when it's warm out, you know you may also be covered in 
chocolate. Chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they were looking at the uh, the, the weather for next week, and it's supposed to be a lot warmer than it is right now, which is good. Um, hopefully, it, as long as it's not too cold. I, I live right across the street from Easter Market, so we're going to walk there regardless because there's no reason. Um, parking for uh, the the beer festival is a little bit complicated, but. Uh, for those of you who have no idea what this thing is, it's called Uber. I was gonna say, take it. I took one here tonight. Like, take a Uber. Yeah, you, you can you can definitely park, you know, somewhere uh, a little bit off Eastern Market and take the Uber if you don't want, you know, want to drive. For for me, like I live over by Eastern Market, it's a five dollar ride anywhere in Detroit. Uh, well, the downtown area, I should say, it's a five dollar <laughs> drive. So you know, if if you're coming with a group of four people, you can park really anywhere and take an Uber, and you'll be just fine. Um, Plus, all the uh, the street parking has been a lot more improved in regards to Detroit because they got the electronic uh, uh, parking meter thing. Yeah, they got the new meters in there. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't mean they still don't ticket you. I actually had a good buddy of mine the other day put a video up. Is his name like, Jefferson? It is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he was complaining about that. But I also, that also happened to me in Royal Oak uh, while I was at a craft beer stroll. I got a ticket. I'm like, I paid the meter. Like, what is going oh, on? Oh, it was so funny. Uh, I, I remember we were coming back from some uh, Royal Oak Music Festival. Or Royal Oak. Um, what's that? That's a concert venue. It's just Royal, Royal Oak, Oak Music, Music Theater. Theater. Yeah. theater. theater there you yeah. go. Not festival. Theater. <laughs> and we, um, my wife and I, we were walking back and we see the, the meter maid in front of us walking towards our car. And we just literally jump right in front of them, <laughs> just run, run to our car and run away. They're militant there. You got to be oh, careful yeah. in real oak. It's, yeah. it's not that expensive unless it's like Arts Beats and Eats. It's like a fifty dollar ticket. Well, but, that's usually for parking where you aren't supposed to. But past that, like my ticket, but I I'm in the process of battling it. I wrote him a letter saying, "Hey, I paid. Here's proof that I paid." Um, but it's like I think it was ten dollars if I paid in within twenty four hours, hours and yeah. twenty five if I didn't. So it really it wasn't the like oh here's a hundred and fifty dollar fine because we want to make more money off of you. Yeah, yeah, I, I got a ticket in Detroit for forty five dollars. That's what a Detroit ticket is. I did too. Are and they that much now? Yeah, it, I got it a, was. I got one in two thousand three. I haven't paid. I can still <laughs> look at it online, and it was only like twenty dollars. I'm like, forget that. It was like 2 in the morning they gave it to me. I'm like, no. So you're part of the reason for the collapse of Detroit. Yeah. You're one yeah. of those. You're, you're the reason. <laughs> you accumulate all the interest those, on those, that ticket. That just, one ticket. Yeah. As you said, they are militant. I remember just on Gratiot over by the um, – and what what they do is they, they stroll the um, the courthouse over on Gratiot. Oh, I believe like, it. Like oh, people yeah. going That's in another there. another nightmare. That, yeah, try, try, you know, people going in there for uh, mandated court. Or um, you know, jury duty or something like that. That's the one thing. Trying to remove a bench warrant from your record. Trying to remove. Oh, is there a story with that? Yeah. yeah. What, what's going a on couple, here? A little while back, um, I was uh, on my way to uh, Myers around Halloween time a couple years ago when I was still living downtown, and we, we have a haunted house at the fraternity house that I was living in. And I needed to get fog juice because we had foggers running. Okay. Well, I didn't realize that when my headlights was broken, I got a ticket for it. So I went through the process, got it waived and all that. And then like about three weeks after I got the ticket waived, I had a postcard sent to me from Detroit police or the, the district court for my arrest. A bench warrant was issued. Oh, wow. So I had to go there like two days before New Year's Eve and uh, go there without a phone and stand in line for over oh, an hour. Yeah. An hour. To the district court. Yeah, that yeah, line just, there is ridiculous. Just to get it waived, Ooh. and it was a nightmare. Was, Hours worth of waiting. You know, one thing for me, like, I, I had a ticket not too long ago in regards to uh, a seatbelt violation. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll pay the ticket. And so I, I pay the ticket. I send them a check. They cash it, and they send it back saying you were late. 
And I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you cash it and say I'm late. So then I send him a ticket. You know, I'm like, whatever. You know, I'm just gonna pay because by, by the time the late fee was like thirty bucks, and I'm like, the amount of time I'd probably have to spend to, to get, get this thirty dollars off, I just I'm just gonna spend it. So send him a check for thirty dollars, and they're like, you still haven't paid your ticket. Oh, I'm like, oh. <laughs> just give me a break. You guys go too low class. I only deal with federal court. I mean, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Oh, I guess circuit court's not enough street. No, code. no. If it's not federal, I don't give a crap. Nah. <laughs> so, so again, you know, there, there's a lot of parking in Detroit. Make sure you know, pay the meter. Um, the electronic meters, I think they give you texting warnings. They do. Um, they they the Ferndale that, ones. Yeah. Do. yeah, if if you want to. Well, Ferndale is uh, Park Mobile, whereas yeah. Detroit yeah. is its own specific uh, thing. But the fact of the matter is, you know, you can up your your time without having to run back there, which is a big thing. Yeah. Um. You know that a lot of people are worried about, but again, you know, ten dollar round trip for an Uber is absolutely nothing. Yeah. Wherever you park, so you know you could find parking somewhere. You can go. You know, if if you go to like you know one of the you know not a liquor store, but like if you go to Lafayette Foods or something like that, park in the parking lot and then just Uber up to Eastern Market, you're fine. Um. So you know you, you mentioned about beer fest etiquette. What haven't we touched on? Because this is kind of news to us that you wrote an article called Beer Fest Etiquette. <laughs> oh, let's while see. we so, made our show notes. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the uh, top ones was definitely drinking water. Um, the other one is you know not to sit in lines all day. You can go ahead. Um, I typically make sure that I hit up you know at least one or two of my favorite local places. That yeah, I can get there anyways, but. You know, if there's not a line, why not go grab it? Mm. Um, and, you know, just limit your lines and do have a plan. The other one is don't be a douchebag. Oh, that's <laughs> um, number one for anything. And, and, well, and I realize that. But the thing is, is that, you know, in the state of Michigan, and it's different, you know, state by states, we all have our own liquor laws. Michigan's, you know, we have a really progressive um, uh, Congress right now that, you know, they've they've done a lot of really great things for Michigan beer and really been proactive about it. However, we you can't in the state of Michigan you cannot give away beer. It's the reason you have yep. to pay for your tickets. Well, you can't give away liquor, period. Yeah, yeah. You can't give away any form of alcohol. Um, and so that's why, you know, we you have your tokens that you get and those count, you know, that's what proves that you paid for that alcohol. I don't know how many people wave their hand over the coin box like you didn't see anything here. Like <laughs> these are not the tokens you're looking for. And it's like, no, like we we can hear the noise, like we know what happens. And when we say, hey, throw a token and don't be like, well, the last guy didn't have to, I don't care. If you were to come to my bar and been like, oh, I already paid for oh, that pint, beer. I'd yeah. be like, I'd be like, no, 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 we, homie don't play that. <laughs> so, you know, put your token in. Don't be a jerk about it. Most people can't go through the 15 tokens that they're given. Oh, that's hard. It's, um, it's a challenge. It's I think they're, what, four-ounce samples, I want to say, that you that's get? a lot of beer. Yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at, what, 60 ounces of craft beer? And depending on what festival you're at, you're averaging, you know, the average across the festival board for Fall Fest is probably going to be like 8.5%. I yeah, think I know it's that's a, a lot, it's a lot more in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 15 is a lot when you think about it. A King Cobra is. No. Yeah, it's <laughs> totally like, and then you, add, you tack Winterfest onto that. Since we were talking about that earlier, the average ABV at Winterfest, I think, jumps up to something like 12%. <laughs> because everyone, a like, good time. everyone just goes all out. It's all big stouts, big barley wines, big double IP. And part of that just because it's so cold and the higher ABV, it's less likely to freeze. <laughs> well, that's, that's uh, obviously that's something that I didn't know, that the higher the ABV, the less likely to freeze. Yeah, it, makes, alcohol, it makes alcohol, scientific yeah. sense. Oh. It's not something that I thought of. It's I not could, something yeah. where you I'm ever like, freeze that oh. vodka or, I mean, <laughs> that Jagger you keep in the freezer? To, 
I have plenty of liquor in the freezer, but no, it's, 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 it's just something you just like, oh, I just put liquor in the freezer and it's cold. I don't think, oh, well, it's cold. You know, it, it doesn't freeze because of the ABV. <clears throat> oh, it makes yeah, this, sense. You just don't think of it. Yeah, At least this, I don't. Not everyone's as smart as you, Dan. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> you know, your 60 years of knowledge on My this earth. 60 years of knowledge. <laughs> the, uh, you know, it, it, the higher ABV stuff will definitely still freeze. It's just it doesn't. uh takes longer. But yeah, it takes a little bit longer yeah. is all. So we got, you know, make sure you always uh, give your tokens. You know, you get plenty, and they're like 50 cents afterwards anyway. Really? Yeah, so. I forgot, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think you get like yeah. two bucks a day. It's so hard. Oh, my God. So, oh, yeah. so <laughs> for, for a pint of any craft beer at this festival, it's $2. Oh, no. Af- after the, so, so if you're, if you're yeah. drinking that much, that, that's You already dropped $40 thing. on a ticket. I mean, what's $2 more oh, for another? Oh, yeah. Exactly. But the thing also is that, you know, you're looking at you're looking at the beer festival, and you're looking at – all these tickets, and you're you're talking about the tokens, and you see the old wooden tokens from the old beer festival. Yeah, they they still float around as well. They, yeah, they've people, moved, uh, definitely moved to the. the little silver I think it's ones. silver ones. I think I don't even know what metal that's made out of. <laughs> <laughs> it may be like aluminum, but I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're definitely not like tokens like that you would get from a, from a like an arcade or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, they're definitely. Cheese I've tried putting them in parking meters before. It doesn't work. Don't even try. It. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they made them just big enough, bigger than a quarter, that uh, it doesn't quite work. Although it does really confuse you when you pull a bunch of change out of your pocket and you got like five of those mixed in there. It's like, what is going on here? Well, that's what happens when you go stroll through Eastern Market after the fact and you're going, oh, you yeah. know, oh, I'll, I'll buy this. Or, you know, well, they, they have – there's definitely a lot of good vendors up in Eastern Market. If you've never been there, definitely check it out after the beer festival or before for that matter. Um, definitely a lot of different things you can buy. I know we buy a lot of um, – There's it's, it's one of those things to where people make sure to <laughs> – get every single ounce from every single animal that is, you know, used, whether it's jerky, whether it's the bones. Um, there's people who sell bones for animals that you can literally, you know, like my dog, you know, my little shit 10-pound dog. You know, <laughs> oh, I know. I we, got one. We, can, we, we can give it a giant bone and the thing's fine. And, um, you know, it's one of those things to where you can tell it's definitely a, not a wasteful community in regards to no. everything that they sell. Yeah, there's, it's everything you can think of there. I mean, you, obviously you have Easter Market, then you have Gratiot Central. Well, you have right, Central. Right across the street everything. from I-75 when you cross the pedestrian bridge. And they have, you know, they every, have every, meat. Every, every meat you can think of. And well, Easter Market, you're going to be able to get like pig head and yeah. you know, oh, right. all, all these ran, random things. Oh, yeah, they'll probably have head cheese. Oh, there, yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of, also, a lot of people, you know, sell, you know, Know, whatever kind of product that because like, I think there's one guy that sells salsa. Oh yeah, there's 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 a yeah, lot my of pig head my salsa. Yeah, you can, you can get, <laughs> hey, that salsa's really good. You man. can get you know probably bootleg CDs that oh, are of on course, the, out of the guy <laughs> with the backpack the, out of his backpack. The, the, the overpass of boys to men. You get your shoe, you can get your shoes shined wire at Eastern Market too. Well, that's just, just go important. To, I go there for that. There, dude, you, I, you guys I, don't. I, uh, I went there I'm before a, sneakers, I went there before so. a Tigers game and there's like a whole like. Ugh. Counter full of shoes. You okay? People getting shiny. Okay. I have the pop filter. There was the a wait. There was a line of people getting their shoes. No, there, there was like there was like a big like counter full of like dress shoes. And oh, this guy I was, was like, like shining them while people were walking around the market. Like what is going on? Like people are. Well, in line. you know, some like, people oh, play here for Some this. people play music. Some people sing. Some people shine shoes for money. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they do you good. Know. Like when I'm in Vegas, if I'm wearing the right shoes, I'll have the guy shine my shoes. <laughs> he like begs me to let him do it. It's like, <laughs> it's like I'll pay you if I can shine your shoes. So, in regards to um, you know, we we have Eric here from Falling Down Beer uh, Beer Company. Is it Falling Down Beer Company or Falling Down Brewery? Beer Company. Beer we company. get brewery a lot. It's like no, it's Beer Company. <laughs> <laughs> We're one of those is, is, people. Is one, one of those. Guys. Guys. <laughs> okay. 
So, um, you know, we have to ask, because we've asked very much all of our uh, guests, what is, and this is obviously um, based on right now, what is your favorite beer? Like, if I could only have one beer, like the beer that I always like, seek if, out. No, <laughs> like, like, drink right if now. you walked into a bar and it had X beer, you're ordering it, period. Um, assuming we're excluding our stuff, um, which part of it, I, you know, drinking that a lot. Uh, the one that I always look for and just can't get enough of is uh, Shorts Liber- Liberator. I love that. It's not that a bad beer. choice. Um, again, I'm, I'm a hot person. To me, of the Michigan double IPAs that come out, you know, double and triple for that matter, I love me some Hop Slam. I love Double Crooked Tree. I love Double Dancer, but Liberator just like takes the cake for me. I'm, I'm shaking my head. That double crooked tree, though, is really good. Oh, Actually, yeah. Double yeah, crooked tree is real solid. Double yeah. crooked tree. There, there's an IPA that a lot of people are loving from Great Lakes that I can't remember the name of. That is it Loch Ness, maybe? No, it's not Loch Ness. It's something else. It's, it's, it's Chill Wave. Chill Wave. That's it. Chill, Chill Wave is it, it's definitely an interesting one. It's, uh, I like it, though. Every time that I've had it, it's always been you know a real solid choice. We, we had it at one of the, the – now, mind you, this podcast spun off of another podcast that I used to do called Better on Draft. The only difference <laughs> oh, I was is – waiting for 40-ounce Fridays. 40-ounce Fridays. <laughs> no, that, 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 there's definitely – I mean, mind you, there's definitely old shows of 40-ounce Friday that you might be able to see at Better on draft.com soon um but no, if, if, you're int- if you're interested <laughs> in you know f- uh mma news from 2012 yeah, mma and wrestling news <laughs> oh it's so funny I'm, I'm watching i'm at um i'm at muldoon's last night and i'm watching mma on thursday night ufc and it's roy nelson versus alistar ovary oh my oh, gosh and i'm oh, like oh, wow that's, that's three years ago yeah. Well, you have you have Roy Nelson, who was on the heavyweights of the uh, Ultimate Fighter, and then he had Alistair Overeem, who knocked Brock Lesnar out of the UFC, along with diverticulitis. I was going to say, well, that was his last. I was going to say his wasn't his intestines like taken. Well, out? Yeah, yeah, I mean, when you get kicked really hard multiple times in the side by a kickboxer, and you have diverticulitis, you're yeah. you're done. That's, that that's Roy Nelson uh, season had a lot of good fighters on well, it. Well, Brendan Schaub, Brendan Schaub. Uh, Mitrione's still around. I yeah, mean, you had a lot of good Kim- fighters. Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Saul. I think Shaw is actually waiting for like that next big fight right now. I don't think he's fought like recent. He was though. doing some commentary for a while. I think he's got a show. I think a podcast. Is, is he the, probably does. Is he the Corey Graves of MMA? You know, <laughs> too many concussions. So now he's just going to be a a uh, what do you call it? commentator? Because well. <laughs> I, you know what? We, we laugh. Corey Graves is such a great – I don't know if you watch NXT at all anymore. But Once Corey in a while. Gra- I caught their last. Corey Graves last is definitely show. a really good commentator. And especially oh, I agree. He, he's what JBL needs to be in regards to being a heel commentator without the over-the-top that Jerry Lawler was back oh, in, the, in the JR <laughs> Jerry Lawler It's funny to see him in a suit with neck tattoos. That just oh, makes yeah. him look it, funny. It, oh, it, it does look really funny. I, My, really, I agree. Dana loves it. Like that's, that's like something so attractive to her. And I'm like, neck do, I, tattoos do I need to get a suit? You get a Neck, tattoo neck tattoos. Yeah. Or I could do the uh, the Undertaker neck tattoo and put Dana on. But then you have Sarah. to get it removed later. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when I, when or I get marry. something new over it. Now, <laughs> now, now Corey Graves, he, he's not able to wrestle, right? No, 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 no. no. He's he's yeah, had too many what, concussions. Yeah. He's like the Edge or yeah. Well, Edge is a little. Well, that's no, Edge cool. was neck yeah. surgery. Edge was uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's pretty cool that you know the WWE actually ended up giving him a permanent job. Well, they in, they in gave lieu him a, of you know being in 
injured all the all the time. At least they they basically gave him a, a shot because you know he he worked so hard and they're like, all right, you can try this, but if that's not going to work, I mean, uh, I think it was uh, E60 did a special, like ESPN did a special, and Corey Graves was one of the people that they followed. Was it the one where Scott Hall was like at like house shows or at like indie shows in a wheelchair? Like, no, that was that was a Scott Hall E60. This one was a was? lot different. <laughs> Um, this one followed. Uh, it followed like Corey Graves. It followed uh, Adam Rose when he was turning into the Adam Rose character uh, from Leo Kruger. It, it filmed a few people Such on the actual series. Yeah. Well, have you seen his new character now? No, it's, I it's Adam Rose. It's basically what Val Venus was once the right to censor came. Oh, that's oh actually kind of he's, he's now the party pooper, Adam Rose. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if you follow wrestling at all, Eric, or we're just kind of talking <laughs> over. He's <laughs> like, I have no idea. Deal with this turn into yeah. these assholes. Oh no, I, I have over. friends who do, so it's like I know just enough to kind of follow, <laughs> but not nearly enough to be like, yeah, he was. It was this guy, and then he was the tag team title champ who fought his partner for the world heavyweight champ. And I don't <laughs> all know. you seem to know, so, and that was like so every storyline for two, a long time. The, the two man power trip with Stone Cold and Triple A. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so as we as we go to the next, you know, one, one of the big reasons we brought Eric on here uh, is because we kind of wanted a um, a industry perspective in regards to the uh, potential merger for Anheuser-Busch and uh, Miller. Definitely a very, very big news story in regards to the craft mm. beer world as well the beer world for the, the business world. <clears throat> Jeez, it's one of the top ten it's mergers one of the biggest, yeah. um, in the United States. And you, this has so much global um, a global presence because obviously Anheuser-Busch wants that, uh, I believe, the African market as well as the, the Asian market, specifically China. Um so you know you're you're looking at Anheuser Busch. You're looking, you know, uh, the fact you know a lot of things that I never knew that I learned now. Like Anheuser Busch owns Labatt outside of the United States. Do they really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's something that's so weird and so different. But the fact of the matter is that there's so many things that are going to have to happen for this merger that it, it's hard to really see it happening in the first place. Especially you know as you mentioned the the DOJ being uh, very very hard on the Anheuser-Busch Modelo merger. Yeah. Um, and what just came out here about the uh, distributors, that came out after the announcement well, that they're looking into uh, the distributors. Eric's going to say something. Yeah, oh, that, so, okay. so that one was actually, let's see, if I can follow my storyline on all that. that <laughs> um, the original story for that hit like basically in conjunction with the whole uh, SAB, AB, and Bev um, merger. Uh, and so what that is is, as we all know, there's the three-tier system. You can take it or leave it. Everyone has their own opinions on it. Um, however, there's a lot of gray area in there as well. So it like Budweiser owns a large number of distributorships. Um, and you know, depending on what area you're in, um, they also have exclusive contracts with their major labels. So, you know, in any given area, you typically always have a AB and Bev house and you have a Miller Coors house. And basically, that's all they sell. And then the craft labels can pick up with them. Typically, and not always, the AB and Bev places are a lot more um, less friendly to craft other than the craft brands that they own versus the Miller houses. Uh, so, what's happening is in California, AB and Bev is buying a few different distributorships in hopes to essentially either not really sell any of that, that craft beer or slowly push that craft beer out. And so there's an in investigation into uh, what um, kind of what that impact is and whether or not they're stifling the market and market growth for it. 
That was a lot to take in. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> no, it, it's, the, it's the thing is, is this is a like the you know the the ten thousand foot view on all this is it's a very complicated matter. And as Ken said, you know it's it, it's a global issue. It's a big business issue. It's a big beer thing. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, you know, were. Americans were American centric. We think it's all about us, but in this case, you know, this is definitely one where it's not. Um, you right. know, uh, AB and Beb has a huge uh, following in Africa and Latin America, mm. or in sorry, Castle's in South huge. and Latin yeah. America, and then um, you know, SAB Miller has a huge Africa following. So it's kind of you know, when our powers can bl- combine, we control the entire globe, yeah. and so Captain that's really Beer. yeah. And I think I think that's that's obviously the biggest thing. I'm looking at you know just the takeover history between. AB InBev and Sab Miller right now. If you could find it on the internet, I'm sure you can. Just the history. Google is a wonderful thing. Yeah, you thing, can Google it. Yeah, I know. I think it's a Forbes. Is that the Forbes article, I believe? It, there is a Forbes article, but that's not the one. There's an well, they had a, they had a timeline of well, as well. Uh, this is actually, I just looked at that on Wikipedia. And, they, you know, this goes back, you know, quite a while as to the acquisition of all these smaller companies. You know, not only just for AB in for a well, now AB InBev, but for Sad Miller as well. So that's yeah, a, that's it, a it goes back a long stand. time, and and right now, you know, between those two companies, you know, if and when, and more likely than not, when this goes through, um, they will own thirty percent of the global beer. Yeah, that's crazy. one one third. And so the the big linchpins in all of this is uh, there's CR Snow in China, and then the uh, the Miller Coors deal in the U.S. and how that all works out. Because really, those are the two countries which have stronger um, antitrust regulation versus like Mexico and some of the other countries where it's like, yeah, buy them, whatever. You know, we, <laughs> yeah, I can see because that. because and it's just the way regulations and stuff are put in place and how it all is gonna you know pan out. So likely, what's gonna happen is at least for the U.S. market, Miller Coors will likely get sold off probably to Molson Coors. And then CR Snow, I would have to guess, is going to get sold off, but I have no idea how that's going to work. And if those two then get approved, it's you know, it's you know, fast sailing for them. And you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, it's because the U.S. craft. Well, it's not really. They're they're no. looking for the growing areas. Craft has a portion to do with it, but you know, we're it, it's an annoying blip on the radar for them a lot of times because they are just such huge companies. <clears throat> and so, how it's really going to affect the U.S. market more more than anything else is in distribution, access to shelf space. You know. I know there's always the talk of the bubble, you know, is there a bubble? Will the bubble burst? Um, it's not really as much bubble, it's shelf space. It's actually what we were talking about there. Yeah, we, it's come up yeah. both weeks. Meyer so only has so much room for bottles. Like draft, it's, you know, there's that'll always be an option. Your pub will always be fine, but there's only so much room for bottles. And when you look at, you know, how much room your average store like Meyer is giving to just macro beer, because that's what they sell a lot of and they, they're going to make a lot of money on oh, it, yeah. is, yeah. you know, now. Probably seventy-five plus percent of that is going to be owned by one company. So you know those little end caps where we all love to find our craft beer <laughs> is about the only thing that's not going to be owned for the most part by, by one. this by one company. But you're still going to see a lot of that one company in that um, that shelf space. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you're, oh, yeah. you're going to see a lot of people. And you know, um, as we continue to talk about <laughs> it, there there are so many different uh, definitions in regards to craft beer and what is craft beer. Um, you know what? What is it? What is craft beer to you? Because there is an official definition, but nobody runs through it. Because yeah, and, and the thing is, I actually read a really great um, article. Their blog post by a good beer historian today. It was basically like who this is going to impact, and the way she was looking at it is going to impact um, the Brewers Association, our trade group, more than anything else. And that's because of the fact that 
it goes back to that what is craft definition? How do you want to have access to the market? You know, you look at the um, uh, Lagunitas uh, Heineken deal, and the reason for that is they want a global reach. They want to get their hands in more people's, um, you know, get their beer in more people's hands, have bigger market access. And to go to one of the big guys is the best way to do it, or you do what Founders did. Actually, no, uh, you do what Dogfish Head did because Founders also went to another brewery. Um, you, you go to a private equity firm instead that can just, you know, flush you with all the cash that you need. Um, so, you know, what is craft? It's kind of hard to say. You know, I do like the Brewers Association's um, definition for it. But I think that it also leaves a lot of gray area. I like the small, traditional, independent view. But, you know, we all make beer the same way. Like, you know, you, you, you can look at it any way you want. But, you know, <laughs> beer is still beer. It's all made the same way. Same you know. process. Yeah, it's oh, all the it's... same processes. So, you know, what point do you look at someone, you know, even looking at the state of Michigan, what point do you look at Bells, what Bells and Founders are doing? And they have some phenomenal – they put out really great beers and they, they put it out at a huge scale – you know, is that any more or less craft than like a PBR is? You know, is, is what I'm doing any more or less craft? You know, yeah, mine's a lot more labor intensive, but you know, where does that you know gray area start to come in? And mm. you know, but we we like the story behind stuff. Craft beer drinkers like that story. Yeah. They like that yeah. local feel. That's right. Yeah. But but when does local turn global? That's that's and, the key thing. Is that you have people who are. Like your Sam Adams and your Yingling, and not even Yingling as much as Sam Adams. You know they do the same amount of distribution. Sam Adams distribution is bigger than Yingling, but Yingling does a lot more in a smaller area. Well, and you can even look at you know if if you're looking that side for global, um, I take the perfect example of someone like Bean Nectar. I love the guys over at Bean Nectar. We're, I'm really good friends with all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I think Bean Nectar is in something like 18 to 20 states. In like two or wow. three countries. Wow. Oh, they're in multiple. But, they're in a lot but of countries. The, the, in reason, the reason for it is because of the fact that, you know, and they only put out the equivalent to about, I want to say, maybe about 2,000 barrels a year. But, you know, mead doesn't have the same market share. You know, mead, mead as much as it's up and company, coming, and we're lucky to be in where we're at because we're in like the heart of mead, you know, mead country, if you will, with <laughs> you got bean nectar, you got Coonins, you got Shrams, you got um, what? Uh, Sellerman's, Sellerman's opening up. Um, so, you know, we're going to have a lot of really great mead here, but, you know, they don't move it as much. People don't really know what it is. They're a little scared. They don't want to go into it. Right. So you have to widen your, you know, cast a wider net to cover more territory. So, you know, does that make bee nectar more global because they have a larger footprint than, you know, they probably have the same footprint size as like Bell's. But, you know, they just don't make as much product. And it's not that it's not good. They win so many awards so for just it. just mainly an education oh. thing. They don't know anyone. No one doesn't really know about it. Well, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things, you know, I, I was actually on a podcast last night and I was drinking to kill all the golfers and these guys who are from Iowa who are doing the podcast with me and they're just like, you know, what the hell is that? Like, I've never heard of that before. And obviously, you know, it's a lot different as I'm sure with Michigan beers and Michigan people feeling about Michigan beers as, you know, someone in Oregon, in Oregon beers, California, California beers. But when you look at companies like Goose Island, who have been bought out for four years now by AB, uh, ABI, you know, are they still craft? Because technically, from what we know uh, publicly, they haven't changed anything in regards to the recipes, in regards to the production. It's just now owned by ABI. Are they still craft in your mind? To, to me, they are. Um, but, you know, and that's where you start to get in that really kind of muddled gray area. And that's where, you know, the Brewers Association definition, they they are not craft beer and you know i think it's you know they see it as they are not a craft beer because they are not you know protected by um what they're going for 
Um, but I, you know, I, I do think they're, they're, they still have a lot of craft behind them. And I know a lot of people who, uh, sorry, Ken just made this wonderful bitter face. After oh, oh, he I, drank I don't think you realize he grabbed so the IPA. Oh, and he just the... made the most wonderful face oh, in the world. It was fine. I gave the, all right. And then it just like really kicked in the back of my mouth. <laughs> Good. Though. More for me. Cause that was, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll take more. Right, here you go. You, you can yeah, here, here, just go here. I'll take So I'm switching, uh, Ken's beer. Here. You're so, like, uh, nope. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You, Problem can, you can solved. pass me back the uh, the Harvest Ale. That's for damn sure. Oh, uh, that, that that was one thing. Like I I had drank Devil Dancer live on a podcast uh, back when I was uh, hosting with Brown. It's like a li- live sip, like first sip. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it was. I for for the one of the few shows that we didn't do live together, and like the the faces that I was making, just trying to stump. Like I had to pour it into a glass just so I could try to drink drink it faster, just to get it done. <laughs> oh, like no double bastard then for you? Nothing. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> and I mean, we still have you know what what uh, one of our sponsors. You know, we we have Three Nicks Scoreboard is one of our sponsors. It's definitely a really big beer bar down in down down river for that matter. Um, and they uh, they have hop stout right now on draft. I which think is we from have New some Belgium. of that, don't we, we? We do, which we'll be trying uh, a little bit later after the break. Uh, but yeah, after after the, the break that we have. Um, but the fact of the matter is, he was telling me he's like, you know, I know you don't like bitterness, and I know you don't like hops, so you're probably not gonna like this. <laughs> Can't wait but, to try that one. Yeah. So you know, we we definitely have a lot of that, and we actually. Um, you know, I was looking at their their uh, beer menu and all the things that they have, and the the infusers that they're going to be doing because they have the Randalls there and uh, the Randall infusers. And every Friday now they're going to start doing just brand new beers with you know a Randall infusement. I know uh, Black Lotus does it. Black Lotus does yeah. it a lot mm-hmm. in regards to uh, a lot of the beers. So if you're looking to try something new every Friday, they're going to have a beer you've never had before, guaranteed, because they're going to infuse a beer with something. So you've never had it. It's 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 always a guarantee that you're going to have something brand new. It there. might turn something you don't like, into, like pumpkin beers, oh, that, into something I actually enjoy. That, that yeah. pumpkin last that was week was ridiculous. on point. Yeah. That cranberry just yep. it's it's not overbearing, but you could taste it, and it was really good. Are, are you a fan of cranberry? Or yeah, but yeah, pumpkin beers no cranberry. Yeah, and that was it was like a cranberry beer. It was oh, actually yeah. very delicious. Mm. I was shocked how good that was. So you, you're talking about you know. Uh, craft beer in that that gray area, you know, Goose Island gray area. What about you know craft beers from macros? You know, beer, you know and, and when, I, when I say craft, I should I should specify not American adjunct or adjunct light. Yeah, you know, if you look at something like Blue Moon, I'm sure is what you're going. Yeah, towards. Blue Moon, Killian's, yeah, Amberbach. The thing is, Amber, is you know, yeah. as much as um we we like to kind of rag on them about it, I to me they they truly serve their place mm. in. And they actually probably do more to help craft than people give them credit for. Well, I agree. Because with that. If, if you think about the fact, like how many people go to Blue Moon and they're like, "Man, this is really great," and then they go from Blue Moon and they're like, "Oh, we don't have that, but we have like Oberon." Yeah. Oh, I'll try that, and then you know, the, it's the the snowball effect, and it rolls downhill for that. So you know, they they really do have their their place in it. The the difference though is they're you know, they have the size, the scale, the money, you know, and those that side that you know can both you know hurt and you know help uh where craft is at but a lot of guys also you know there's a few who've gone purposely gone to the macro just to learn you look at uh mitch Steele, who's the head brewer for stone he worked for i'm pretty sure it was budweiser for like 10 years and he's like he's like the resources they gave me the education they gave me are second to none and then he you know he's like okay you know i and jumped back into craft because 
Stone gave them a really great option. But the the education and resources that they have is just for brewer training and those who may get that option are just you know it's it's huge. It'll it'll really help them out a lot. Well, and that's the one thing that I I try to tell people is the fact of the matter. You know, I, I'm in so many uh, beer groups on Facebook and a lot of the things. And when people you know bring up that question, what beer got you into craft? And I always say Killian's. Mm-hmm. Killian's got me into craft because Killian's is a beer. That was not your Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light, Miller, whatever. That was a different taste. And I'm like, oh, there are other flavors of beer out there. And it's it's almost like, you know, you, you, we compare it, and especially in a city like Detroit, and we have soda and you have Fago. You know, there's so many different flavors of Fago and so many different flavors of soda that it's like, you know, after your standards, you know, your Coke, your Sprite, <laughs> you know, maybe a, a Mountain Dew in there, you know, like a lemon lime type flavor. But after that, you know, there's so many different flavors from Fago, you know, you, you and Ohana for that matter because I think Ohana is in the same. Yeah, they're I, – I think I'm pretty sure Ohana is part of the uh... – Fago family. Um, but you, you look at all these different flavors and stuff and different things that you can do with different sodas. It's the same for beer, except beer is a much larger scale um, and many more flavors. So when I say, you know, you know, Red Pop is what got me into non-Coke Sprite. Yeah. You know, a lot, like a lot of people, Red Pop or Rocket Rye, really. I say Rocket yeah. Rye or the, um, the other one, yeah. You know, and then you're like, oh, there's other things that I can try. I can go try something else. And with Killian's, you know, Killian's is, you know, the a, a small or a macro, but, you know, I consider it craft. Oh, no, it's an import, remember? Augie oh, says Jesus. <laughs> it's an import. <laughs> there's there's so many bars that will put like – That's uh, like brick being non-domestic uh, when we're at places that have it. It's Yeah, that's that's one thing. Like, like, they make when, it down the street. When, was, when, <laughs> when, whenever I see like Killian's as an import or something like that, I always make sure to send it to these guys over here. Um, so, you know, you're, you're looking at these beers um, and – I think it was Eric. Eric brought up that it's craft versus crafty. Yeah, and that, that's a common one, um, and that's something that came through from the via the Brewers Association. And you know, it's it, it's a really a tough one. Um, you know, they they have their purpose, but there's also other ones where it can also be a detractor to it. Um, there's some that there's a certain shandy centric company out there that makes stuff <laughs> that uh, <laughs> you're saying lining. <laughs> I, I am saying lineys. <laughs> Um, you know, there, there's a lot of people who have something like that and go, if this is what craft is, I don't want to be a part of it. And it's more because some of their stuff, like their berry vice, is like cloyingly sweet. That like even someone who likes really sweet stuff is like, this is just too much. But at the same time, how many people – I don't know how many people I've seen with like their shandy summer pack that's got like their orange shandy and their lemon shandy and everything else. But again, there's a lot of people who try that. And then when they go to a craft beer place, you know, do you have something that's fruity? Do you have something that's shandy? Give me, give me, you know, give me a trial to that. So if it gets them into it, then I guess I'm for it. But oh, well, that's the summer thing. shandy can and, and one of the big, <laughs> you know, one, one of the one of the big things, you know, um, I drink, I'll, I'll drink shandy if it's there. Just like I'll drink a lot of beer if it's in front of me. <laughs> um, the best beer is the one in your hand. The, yeah. yeah. And the second best is the next one. Or yeah. free beer. Free, free beer. beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, no, we can never give away free beer. Remember, that's a <laughs> mission. Yeah. If you buy me a beer and hand it to me, that one is legal. But the, Indian, <laughs> the Indians can do I don't understand that. <laughs> well, no, in, in regards to that, you know, it's, it's hard. Like, I, I've tried so many beers, and one of the things, 
things is, you know, we, we look at one of our sponsors, you know, North Center Brewing is one of our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bob and those guys up there do a great job. We had a, great beer. a lot of their beer here last week. Um, too much beer. <laughs> too much beer, yeah. <laughs> no and, such thing. And oh, what was uh, funny is, is that we had all their beer plus all the other beer that we wanted to try, We ran out of space. Too. That's yeah. too much beer. <laughs> um, but, but, but they have a slogan, and it says, you know, if you like it, it's a good beer. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, especially – when we go out and we're you know talking, or especially me because I'm I'm more social on regards to Facebook and stuff, I don't care what you like, enjoy it. You know, Dan, Dan on the other hand, you know, Dan's like I'm not going to wait in line, you know, for three hours for a damn bottle of beer. Or if you look at Four Elf, <laughs> and you know, you have to wait almost 24 hours in line now yeah. for uh, yeah. barrel aged. Uh, plead the fifth. Plead the fifth. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I there's not so there's so many you can find other beers similar. out there. You can find not, yeah. not even similar, but there's just so many beers, and it's a, you, we we bring it back to the beer festival. There's so many freaking beers yeah, there. Go try. Know. Why don't, don't be that Why guy. do you need to wait in line or do it? And I mean, I know for Elf, there's a lot of bottle sharing. Um, there's a lot of you know camaraderie. But a lot of people, you know, it's their thing. It's their thing to go see their friends and hang out and do these things. But for me, I just can't. I can't wait in line that long no. for a damn beer. I want no. I want my beer now. Like I I waited in line thirty minutes for Kudin's, uh Cherry Ode Brew. Is that all you waited for? Because I was making fun of you for that line. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh yeah, but, but the thing that. was is that I went up there and I met people who were bottle sharing, and we're just like, all right, you know, let's see what you you know. I think I brought um oh I brought from Maine Brewing. I brought a uh, a Zoe, and actually somebody had dinner and somebody had uh, Mean Old Tom. So a lot of us. Apparently went to Maine not too long ago yeah. to get to get Maine brewing, but so instead of that shipyard pumpkin head, keep that away. That's <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> well, you know, a pumpkin beers is definitely something. You know, what, what's your take on pumpkin beers? We'll, we'll kind of go around. They they aren't my cup of tea, but I know a lot of people really like them. Um, I every year I always uh, I go through them see see what there is. Um, actually, pump kick in general is actually one of my top ones. Uh, oh, there's another one that I can't. There's pump think king of right now. Uh, oh. Pump King, I like actually. Pump King and Pump Kick are probably my top two. My favorite Michigan one is probably Ichabod. Um, Ichabod actually, Ichabod, really I haven't right. had this year's, but that's uh, New Holland, isn't it? Yeah, Ichabod's New Holland. I haven't had this year's, but Greg at the Wab um, usually does Gordzilla, which is like a pumpkin <laughs> IPA, <laughs> which is like usually really, really solid. I haven't had this year's yet, but it's usually like it's kind of this pumpkin pie-ish IPA that's kind of a little bit all over the place, but really good. We might have to uh, make that a, a trip next week before we uh, come over to here for the show. Over just got to make sure we don't pull a week one or oh. show one. We just got to make sure <laughs> we don't show do that. Two or <laughs> show two wasn't bad. Show one was like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's what happens when we all, you know. That's that's the thing is when you when you have a lot of good friends who all have jobs and who all have money and they all don't mind bringing beer and nobody's really, you know, that's that you don't have the moocher. Oh yeah, everybody's <laughs> sharing. You're just like, oh my gosh, um, Dan, you're not a fan of pumpkin beers. No. Have you had a good one that you've liked or well, outside of the one last week that we had the cranberry and the cra- okay, the so the cranberry infused, so yeah, one, yeah, that was good. I had a very bad experience with a. Mutual friend of ours, Brent, in Maine, drinking that shipyard okay. pumpkin head, and I won't touch it since. That was a bad day, and no, I'm just, I'm good. You can keep the pumpkin beer. Nick? 
I'm going to go with uh, Screaming Pumpkin. Screaming Pumpkin. So, you know, going to segue for Screaming Pumpkin, uh, Finesse has barrel-aged Screaming Pumpkin bottles. Actually, that that one's a good one. I I, I did forget about that. I have not had this year's, but last year's, I was uh, pleasantly surprised by the the barrel-aged Screaming Pumpkin. So if you're looking for uh, the bottles, go to Finesse Liquor up in Warren over at 12 and Shaner. Uh, Tara? You're yeah. still here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you made her talk. It's only been an hour. What's going on? Pumpkin beers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like She's them? only allowed five words an hour. <laughs> um, I'm sure if we get one. a few drinks in her, she'll be you know talking a lot more. I think I've only had one. Do you remember what it was? Sam Adams. Sam Adams. Sam Adams. Oh, Fat Jack. Fat Jack's actually really solid. That's that's another one that's uh, you know a lot of people overlook a lot of Sam Adams stuff, especially that's... their smaller stuff. But Fat Jack was those. Better than some of the others I've had. That's, that's the one thing I don't like, you know, talking about craft, craft beer, craft beer definition is when they don't call Sam Adams craft oh, or they Lord call it Yingling craft. You know, it's it's one of those things to where, you know, everybody has their own definition and everybody's right. Well, I'm, I'm on the internet, I'm always right. Well, oh, that's, of course, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's not just, you know, like I, I remember I was at Zatuna one day and we were talking about um, Not Your Father's uh, root beer. And mm-hmm. I liked, I love the Coney Island a lot more than Not Your Father's. I, I agree. Does, yes. too. It's yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, the Coney Island's a lot better. I like the yeah, It's less sweet. It's, although I did I have that 10.7 and the 10.7. I, I still haven't at. had it at draft. I found it uh, before it got here. I found it in bottle in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still haven't had it on draft and i heard there was uh, another draft that was something like upwards of 19 yeah i think they got a, like oh a 19 and a half um they they were at great american beer festival and they had the the standard the 10 and a half their ginger ale strawberry rhubarb ginger apple ale. pie and oh my something God. jesus um yeah. but it, the strawberry rhubarb and um I think, I think I had the strawberry ro- rhubarb, the ginger ale, and the uh, apple pie, and they're all – and they're for what they are, they're really good. I know a lot of people are against them. I know a lot of people, you know, it's – you get into what, you know, the uh, – Oh, they call them Alka-Pops. Alka-Pops, Alka-Pops. Uh, flavored malt beverage, I think, is the, the category that they kind of fall into with it. But again, you know, if that's going to get someone into craft beer, yeah. you know. It's all subjective. And it's and not it something that you. I'm going to drink a lot. I know a lot of people who are using them as mixers, which is kind of a, you know, you think about like, hey, I'm going to oh. have my alcohol <laughs> with a side of alcohol. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I mean, at the same time, if you do like. It's like uh, a martini. The, it's a beer martini. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you, I know you, people you, who drop like Jameson or Fireball into like a hard cider. So, you know, I guess it's not much <laughs> different than that. Well, there's, um, yeah, that, I know yeah, a lot Irish of people that actually, a, a yeah. lot of people that, well, they they, they, they don't uh, chug it. They just, there's. Oh, yeah, it's a sipper, yeah. It's, it's a not sipper, like I'm going to slam like Irish, this. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you don't drink it, it's going to turn bad. And, yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, as, as I mentioned, you know, Sam Adams and all these things that aren't crafted. You know, while I'm online, obviously, it's one of those things to kind of like poke the bear and say Founders isn't craft because, you know, they're owned 30% by another brewery. But if you look at Dogfish Head, Dogfish Head, no matter how much money that company inputs into Dogfish Head, they're still craft because yeah. they're not a brewery. It's an investment firm. So the the rules and stuff, you know, for me, again, we I don't care. Yeah. I really don't. My favorite beer, like if if one of those things, like if if we come out and I'm looking at beers and there's Stroh's in a bottle, I'm drinking Stroh's in a bottle. Oh, I love, I love Stroh's in BBR. Yeah. <laughs> BBR in a 40. Glass no, 40. Got to be glass, not the plastic <laughs> that we do now, not the baby bottles. But, but that's the thing, though, is, is that, you know, like I can say I like Stroh's and I've had Stroh's and I, you know, I, I will drink, you know, again, I will drink free beer. Yeah. Um, unless it's King Cobra. <laughs> Dan's favorite. It is. 
Um, Don't hate. Uh, I'm not hating. I'm not hating. We're just saying it's your favorite. Quality malt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, no guy. But but it's it's hard for it's hard for me because you're you're literally disqualifying a beer solely on the name. Oh yeah, or and, solely on the owner, and it's the same a lot with not your father's too because it, it almost it, that not your father's reached its bubble really quick because it was oh, like yeah. you know once it they got flooded, here it was they flooded. just opened the floodgates and just went nuts with it. Um, but you know, like back to the Sam Adams one real quick is that. If you ever have the chance and you are near a bottle of Utopias and you can have a Ooh, sample, a good, uh, it is phenomenal. Amazing. I finally had the chance to have it at uh, GABF. And a lot of beers to me, I'm I'm a cheap beer drinker. Um, like, I didn't even try to get tickets to the Goose Island Rare Day because I'm like, I don't want to pay $60 for a bottle. Well, I barely even want to go over, like... you have to pay for a ticket just Yeah, to you got to pay for yeah, a ticket. We were, but we the ticket also, the ticket did come with a few, um, I think you got, like, three pints with it as well. And they had all of their uh, Bourbon County series on for that as well. So it's, like, kind of, you know, a big event with it as well. Uh, but the... Uh, Utopias though for it's what like two fifty three hundred fifty dollars yeah, for a bottle go for more, it's, more on eBay it's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Well, no, this is like when you buy it from the store. Oh, this you're isn't like just, oh, this isn't like this isn't in. the black market beer side. This is like when the state of Michigan gets maybe twenty bottles and a store happens to get, get your it, hand on it and yeah. they actually sell it because a lot of times the store owners go, "I'm keeping this I one." Wouldn't see it. Um, it's, you know, and, they're, and yeah, one they're two hundred fifty three hundred fifty bucks and it's worth it. A lot. I I've been invited to a few and I just don't have the 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 cost like I don't have because the like a few people that I know they'll they'll invite you know ten people or whatever yeah. to split it you know and it's just a tasting and that's all it is but the tasting still costing you twenty five thirty dollars well it's twenty eight percent like yeah. it's it's one of those things that it's you know it's like a fine port wine it's they serve it uncarved they they hand bottle this stuff in their little like goofy kettle looking bottle it's they basically put it in a pitcher and pour from the pitcher into this bottle and then hand seal the bottle like. But yeah, it's you know for the if you're gonna get you know two, three, four ounces of it for twenty bucks, it's probably worth it. Well, I mean, I definitely think maybe that might be another one of our notch like goals that we have oh, for yeah. this show is to grab a, a Utopia and maybe bring. Uh, we'll probably have to bring well, our that'll be tough. Yeah, 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 our sponsors right there, or just you know. Uh, if if you guys do make it out to Great American Beer Festival, that's where I had it. at. was out there. Okay, it was, so we'll, we'll definitely. I, yeah, I know. Look for it. <laughs> I, I know that's something that I I definitely oh, have because it's so cheap to fly into Denver, anyways. That oh it's yeah. Not, oh yeah. I think it's like got a lot of fifty round here. trip. Yeah, oh yeah. Well, you can get not Southwest on there uh, Frontier. Too. Yeah. Frontiers. I think the Fr- cheapest. You know, Frontier goes, Frontiers. Yep. Frontier is good too, especially for you know you know Dan and I are both very tall people, so. Uh, airplane, <laughs> airplanes are not one of my favorite things. No, so. I'm I'm with you on that. I sit in airplane seats and I'm like, how can I yoga my way in here? <laughs> well, yeah, like Southwest, I've never had an issue with uh, that. American Airlines, like if I can get a window seat, like I'll I can like hover in and just be like, yeah, whatever, I'll fall asleep. Yeah. And, be perfectly fine, but I I flew Spirit once. Oh, um, I've, I've, I've never flown Spirit, Spirit, but it, it's just the cattle car of the air is what everyone's always told. Front yeah. seat or nothing. And front, plus, you got to. plus you have to pay for carry on or <laughs> oh yeah uh, checked bags. It's like but we'll charge you fifty dollars, and here is seventy five dollars so in overages. Uh, w- yeah. One of the one of the few trips I went to Vegas without either of these guys. Um, I went for my buddy's wedding, and we actually. Got on the Spirit plane and it was a nonstop flight from Detroit to Vegas. We drank them out of alcohol. Wow! <laughs> like not just beer, not just wine, alcohol. The, the thing about Spirit is they're like, oh, you want to get the special that has four beers and it's like 
20 bucks or whatever, like they hand you the menu. It's like, yeah, I'll just do that. Or maybe that's just well, in the front seat. But. It's it, well, it was crazy because we well, we all we were all standing up in the back. Like I <laughs> I I met the um the the V or senior vice president of CBS Sports while I was there and I'm like can I get free fantasy football? And he goes, sure, why not? And we actually got two years of free fantasy football oh, nice. because, first of all, he let me bitch about how horrible it was. Maybe it was maybe like four or five years ago, how just garbage their system was. And then he's just like, you know, hey, try it again. And then I want you to tell me how it is. So we told him how it is, and we tried it again. And my <laughs> was friend it any still, better? <laughs> it, it was better, but my friend still hated it. We wound up going with ESPN. But I, They are my preferred fantasy. Uh, it was Yahoo for a long time, and Yahoo in the past like two years has just become the most horrible fantasy football thing ever. I, I don't mind Yahoo. I have one Yahoo, two ESPN, and one NFL.com league. I love our NFL.com I league. Have you, like the NFL have you ever used their the Yahoo's app? They have the oh, worst it's terrible. app it's terrible. ever. I, I, it's like, really? do you want to pay to play fantasy? Do you want to pay to play fantasy? I'm like, I just want to update my roster. <laughs> I don't have that many problems with it. I, I just, just want to make sure to bench Tyrod Taylor because he got knocked out <laughs> I, I sadly had Jamal Charles. I did too. Oh, my no. fantasy is up in smoke. My fantasy league, the one that we're in, I had Tony Romo, who's out. I, I had him in one of my leagues. Jamal Charles. Who's out? Yep. And then I replaced Tony Romo with Tyrod Taylor, who's out. <laughs> who's out. So like, you just can't like, win, man. So well, I, uh, if you let me know who you're picking up next, I'll make sure not to get them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. that's. I, I think I'm, I might have picked up EJ Manuel, but I we have there obviously we have a 12 team league, so there is a few quarterbacks that I probably could have picked up. You guys um, laughed at me. I took Carson Palmer in like the ninth round, and you laughed. Oh, of course we did. <laughs> I actually, I actually picked him up in my work league, and I'm still the only unbeaten. Well, team one one right of the now. best pickups in all my leagues has been Tyrod Taylor and Travis Benjamin. Both of those yeah. were on the did bench. You, did you see his game last night? Travis Benjamin. Travis Benjamin didn't play. Are last you sure? Night. Wait, he wait, wait. I got. Cleveland. Oh, that was Benjamin Watson. Never Benjamin. mind. <laughs> he had a good Same game guy. too. Travis Same Benjamin, guy. Benjamin Watson. Apparently, yeah, I don't know my players. Travis Benjamin had Johnny Manziel throwing to him, and now he has oh, Josh McCown. And Josh McCown's like revitalized. It's like him and Matt Hasselpack. Oh look, these guys are old <laughs> and should be done, but are doing much better than Matt. I saw that vine of Hasselbeck getting hit by Sue last year. You remember that? Remember oh yeah. That? Oh, he actually oh, did yeah. something. <laughs> Well, oh, Sue! Sue? Yeah, he oh, hit, yeah. hit uh, McCown so hard. He, he hit McCown. There is, um, and then of course you have the Sue sack tap. That was against. <laughs> uh, I think it was was it Hoyer that he did it to. I think Last it was year. Houston. No, it was a couple years ago. Where oh, everybody oh. said he did it on purpose, but somehow he was able to fall down. It was on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, it was that was a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving ball shot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was able to fall down, roll like like twice, and managed to hit him perfectly square in the nuts on purpose, apparently, <laughs> even though he has no idea what he's looking at and seeing because he's still falling down while he's rolling. I'm yeah. like, uh, like, well, it's the same with the the, the Tannehill or not Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill plays for Miami. Um, whoever he almost stomped on um, uh, a game or two. Uh, we're talking about Sue in yeah, Green we're ta- Bay. Yeah, what you, no, what not, you, not Sue in Green Bay because that was the year before that. I no, he did. He already had no, one this year. It was too, this that he year. Stomped <laughs> oh yeah, on yeah. But the thing was is that you look at it and they're like, did he stomp on his hand? And you're, he's he's tackling the guy out of bounds, and you look at it and he steps once, and it might have been on the guy's arm, and the other one next to the guy's head, and he's like. You know, he's trying to step, and there's no way for him to, like, I'm looking at his stuff. I'm like, I, I would have probably stepped on the guy's head if I was <laughs> if, if I was trying to do it. I, I think he, you know, he, he's getting looked at so much with a microscope, and even as not a fan of Sue for the fact that he's not on the team anymore, um, I'm just like, I don't, I, it's just hard to really 
care. I'm like, whatever. He he did it. It happened. Get over it. He didn't hurt anyone. You know, the the, the four under Jay Cutler. Well, Jay Cutler was a runner, and he pushed him out of bounds, yeah. and then he gets a <laughs> personal foul. Uh, Jay Cutler because it's Jay Cutler for some reason, not Tony Romo or you know, or it's I guess Jay I should Cutler, say that shouldn't count for anything. I know that's the thing, but like <laughs> because it was Sue, it, it just happened. But um, you know, as we're looking at it, we're going to take a, a quick break, kind of reset. Uh, we got a little bit, little bit more beer that we want to try before we uh, head off to a uh, Halloween party for tonight. Uh, so we will be back with the uh, Better on Draft podcast. Stay tuned. Is that a live version of that song? I have no idea. There was clapping at the end. It might have been. It's it's definitely something from a a list of MP3s that I grabbed. I'm going to have to give you shit on the uh, summertime. You're fired from choosing (laughs) the music now. Next week is Sonic Metal Friday. You can do it in your own. I will. (laughs) You you guys never offered to do it, so you... You never asked. I didn't even know we needed it. You know what? It's your guys' fault for never offering to do it. You're right. All right. I'll turn it back. Here it comes. It's not my fault. You guys... Guys never asked metal to do music it. next week. You never suggested yeah, we're a symphonic song. metal. Next symphonic week. Metal. We're gonna okay. <laughs> Actually, speaking of metal, I was listening to the Spotify like old school heavy metal playlist <laughs> and Barracuda's or Heart. Bar- yeah, Heart. Barracuda. Barracuda by Heart came on. I'm like. Is this metal? <laughs> like, 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 I understand that there's a lot that went on with music in the '80s, and especially what was and was not considered metal. But like, Barracuda. I don't. Yeah, it's like Barracuda. I don't know where that exactly falls. This song always reminds me of Guitar Hero. Yeah, it really does. Um, so as we come back, you know, we were, we were talking about craft versus crafty, what's craft and all that stuff. And, you know, wh- one of the things that happened not too long ago was the uh, the purchase of, uh, you know, 50% of Lagunitas from Heineken. And obviously this is a uh, foreign country or foreign country, foreign company. Holland is foreign. It's not American. Um, you know, and, and we're looking at it and there, there's a, a group called Brew Studs and they do a lot of articles and stuff like that. And they had a very large, you know, I think over like a thousand people had talked about and um, participated in this poll. And 20% said they will not drink Lagunitas anymore just because it is purchased by Heineken. That blows Therefore, my mind. Yeah. This is you know, good beer. No. It's No, you know, it's... <laughs> It's the culture right now in craft beer. Like, a lot of beers have a hard time coming in in Michigan because they're homers for, like, oh, why should I pick up Lagunitas when I can grab Founders instead? But the other side is, like, the pompous attitude that occasionally, like, there sadly is a sect of the craft beer market that's like, oh, they're sellouts. It's, you know, you, you look back to 90s music and it's like, oh, you sold out. You aren't hardcore enough anymore. I'm not going to listen to you. And that's kind of where we're at with craft beer that the worst part is is if they go somewhere and the only thing on tap is Lagunitas I bet you that's what they're drinking they won't tell you that though they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll keep they'll, up the attitude just like they won't tell you that they had a Miller Lite last weekend at the barbecue that they went to with their family or <laughs> yeah. whatever well yeah. what was that quote I saw, I found I sent it to you guys uh when we were talking during the week, like if you can't enjoy a beer that's not two dollars an ounce, it's time to put the bottle down. Maybe. Yeah, those are the kind of people who need to step whales, back a bro. Little. It's all about the whales. <laughs> it's, it's all, all about, about the whales. whales. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> whales are hard to beer, are hard to find beers that are way too fucking expensive. <laughs> um, uh, as I'm passing around, you know, uh, the the guys over at Three Dick Scoreboard grabbed us some uh, hop stout from New Belgium's Kitchen series. Uh, so we're definitely passing that around right now. It's supposed to be a very very hop forward stout. 
Um, he gets past me a cup too. Oh, we'll pass, we'll, we'll wait, pass wait, you wait. another cup. Let's see if I can do yeah. this again where I throw it to you. Perfect. Hey, that works. Right. I like that. Uh, call call me uh, Armando Galarraga because I almost threw a perfect oh, game. Almost. The, the first ever 28 out. 28, 28 out, out perfect game. game. <laughs> well, I, was, I was looking at it. Um, Who was uh, that? Jim Jones was uh, uh, the umpire? Yeah. yeah. Jim, Jim Jones. Jim Joyce. Jim Joyce. <laughs> Jim Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> that was on purpose. I knew it was Jim Jones. Jim Jones. Sure, yeah. <laughs> on purpose. Oh, um, so, you know, and, and I, again, so 20% won't drink it because it's not, it's owned by, you know, Heineken. And another 20% said, as long as it's not Anheuser-Busch. And you look at that and you look at the market share and you look at companies who have been bought out by Anheuser-Busch, uh, Elysium, uh, Ten Barrel, Goose Island. Blue Point. Blue Point. You know, all these companies have been bought out by Anheuser-Busch, yet people still drink them and people still love them. And I, I think it's it's just so crazy because I don't think they want to get, you know, they want to be pompous. They want to be ridiculous. But in the same token, they don't want to give up what they know and they love because they love good beer. And they just hate the fact that it has the name Anheuser-Busch attached to it now. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's it's the fact that everyone's like, oh, they're the big bad beer guys. But you know what? When Bourbon County comes out, those some, same, same people thing. who are like, I will never touch, you know, 312 anymore because it's corporate and it's sold out and it's horrible is the same guy on Black Friday calling every single store within a hundred mile radius going, did you get it yet? Did you get it yet? Did you get it yet? Can I get some? Can I get some? And then also b- applying for tickets for rare day at New Island. <laughs> well, well. We, we look at it and we have someone who, you know, one of the things, there's, there's a difference between calling every single beer store around there and going to every oh, beer yeah, store definitely. around there. If you want to put in the legwork to find those beers, those beers that you want, you need to put the legwork in. Don't call. Oh, yeah. Because you look they're at a lot of places. for you if they oh, do Oh, hell no. It. Oh, it's... hell no. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that they're sick of you because you're the 60th person that's yep. called today. Oh, yeah. Because you know, you know, and, and it's one of those things like, you know, eight degrees of Play-Doh is going to get some type of Bourbon County. So mm-hmm. you're going to call them and you're going to call them and you're going to call he them. He even tells you don't call. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, just stop they, they calling. They say don't you know call. Don't, we aren't going to reserve. He's like, come get in line. Here's when you come get in line if you yep, want it. And that's where you need to be socially networked working in app. Do you need to be able to be on Facebook, on Twitter, and know that they're going to tell you when they're going to release it, just Mm -hmm. like the public public house just released uh, No Rules last night. Yeah. And they told everyone, we're releasing No Rules tonight. That's it. Well, they also very slyly put CBS on tap as well. They did the big Founders Tap takeover, and, like, (laughs) everyone showed up. They're like, oh, cool, you know, I'll get KBS, I'll get Devil Dancer, I'll get, like, Spectre Trifecta. They're like... And CBS was here as well. The day <laughs> and before. It, and it, blew, it, it was the day before, and it blew up, and so many people were like, oh, I'm going there right now. Oh, yeah. It was like that's... the middle of the day, too, wasn't yeah, it? You it told was, me like It was like a PM. Thursday. I went yeah. before I went and hosted Quiz. I was just like, it, oh, I was shocked. I, I was like, you mean CBS? I'm like, I didn't even know they sent it out. But that's the out. thing, though, is that so many people were getting mad at the public house because they were like, oh, my gosh, you're having the tap takeover, but you're doing this now? And I looked at the tap takeover list. CBS wasn't on it. Oh, no, it wasn't. They, <laughs> they, they were super coy about it, and... The funnier part to me is it's, you know, certain places for certain beers, people go crazy for them. I have a good friend of mine, and I'm going to put a shameless plug in for him, well, who fine. runs a restaurant up in uh, Port Huron. It's called Fuel Woodfire Grill. Um, if you are in Port Huron and if you ever want amazing barbecue, go to Fuel. He also usually has like eight beers on tap at a time. So last year when CBS first came out, he had CBS, Black Note, Anderson oh, wow. Valley, um, their bourbon barrel aged beer. Uh, Dragon's Milk, Dragon's oh, Milk so Reserve wow. with raspberries. Oh, yeah. Like the day that the pub, <laughs> the day that New Holland was tapping it, 
um, and like two other beers. And the best part is because Port Huron isn't a super huge beer community. Not at all. And while people knew, not a lot of people knew, I drove, I took the 45 minutes to get up there. I think I had like three glasses of oh, CBS. Oh, wow. And I wasn't paying like $58 oh, to get like yeah. two ounces. He was doing, I think he was doing like eight, 10 ounce pours. He was like, Here's a they pint. were like eight bucks maybe. And oh, he had bottles of Bourbon County left. And so he was pouring bottles. Like every single barrel aged beer that people like hunt for aside from C- KBS was Swarky. there and easily, like you could get all of them without any issue. Like I sat there and um, I did the smart thing and had a DD. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we went up and like we just sat there and shared beers and like had one of each and were pretty toasted when we left and it was a great time but you know at the same time I didn't have to fight the crazies to get it. Ken, was that the <laughs> the bar we went to when we were in Port Huron last? Is that Oh geez, that bar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> was was oh no, I was gonna say was that the bar that had curling on, but that wasn't Taylor. No, was yeah, that's Taylor. different. Yeah, that was a different Quit situation. Curling on TV. Yeah. yeah, they had the and people I love were watching so curling intent and watching. I watch rugby. St- I'm probably the only American <laughs> watching the rugby world cups. <laughs> yeah, how, how's Americans doing? Oh, right oh, now? Uh, America's done. Oh, they're done. Okay. <laughs> oh, and four, 106 oh, and four. Uh, negative in the differential. Yeah. Oh, so they're good, like the Lions. Good, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, was, that, was that a, was that a little bitter note for all of us? <laughs> Did you go to that game on uh, on Sunday, Nick? No comment. No oh, comment. He was there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Tara and I were there for that game, and uh, oh my gosh, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take, but something needs to. Go Obviously, it's Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> yeah, waiting for that it, it, safety. I, yeah, I was waiting for throwing oh the ball my. out the back of the end zone. For that. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, that was against Minnesota too. I remember that game. <laughs> It's just you know when when he came out you know the crowd was going you know was cheering really. You better really. be careful. Golden Tate's about to find you. I have my own little. Was he talking about you? Oh <laughs> yeah, right. He mean about forty thousand other people. <laughs> the fans turned our, but no, 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 no. Yeah, he did not. No, he, he was. Yeah, the comments he made. I was I a will one hundred percent admit. I during the 0-16 season, I never turned off a game. I watched it always to the end. That's no lies. Most of those were blacked out. Well, now they the don't do that anymore. But... That's what first row sports is. Oh, for. that's true. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm very familiar with that. Uh, it's a site where you can stream games before the WWE really... Network. Yeah, that before the very WWE... popular. That's that's where we would go watch. You know, I would I would head over to Dan's for uh, with a, a mini keg of Newcastle and watch yep. a wrestling pay per view nice. because we wouldn't. Spend the money on it, not oh, ten bucks. No. I value it at ten bucks. <laughs> fifty? But, no, that, no, no, not fifty. <laughs> ten dollars no, a no, month, no. absolutely. No, no, unless it's the Rumble, which I think the Rumble is a very fair because the Rumble's a lot. It's one of my favorite. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, the Rumble or WrestleMania is definitely something that you'll pay that that price. But now we don't have to. Yeah. Um. But we're we're looking at you know sports and stuff. The wings. The oh, wings man. are just freaking crushing it right Tara now. and I were at the game on Tuesday night. Yeah, with, we know. With Babcock yeah. 2.0. Babcock 2.0. <laughs> if you just listen to them, like, I can't wait till there's a time where, like, the two of them are standing next to each other. <laughs> and, like, I can just close my eyes and play a game of who's talking now. Just because, well, like, you know. they're both, they both, like, same everything. Same tone of voice, same cadence, everything. It's like, wait, is this Babcock that we have again? Like, <laughs> did he just send a body double out to Toronto and, like, Babcock stayed or what? Uh, well, you know what? Bla- Blashell's doing great with the team because Blashell, minus the the hardcore veterans, as in Zetterberg, that, that's, Datsuk, that's his team, Franzen. basically. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's oh, yeah. He built those guys all yeah, up. Yeah, they're all from Grand Rapids. It's and the thing is, is, which one of those stars, like, if you know, you look at the, the big stars, the, the Datsuks, the Zetterbergs, 
which one of them has an ego because they don't. Like, oh, no. They, no, they don't no, have it. And so because of it, a new coach coming in. But a new coach coming in, it's not a big issue. Like, and just kind of like, oh. Sure, we'll listen well, to this no, guy. Well, no, because a, a, a lot of them are open. You know, you, you look at Datsuk's line, obviously line number one, and, you you know, it's changed so much over the time between adding Zetterberg, taking away Zetterberg, adding Alvocator, taking away, putting all three in. You know, the, the, they're open to what they feel because they know <laughs> that these guys, as much as, you know, Datsuk's still the best puck handler in the game, period. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's definitely one of the best team players. And while he might not be the goal scorer like a um, – you know, and and you know everybody talks about Sidney Crosby, and I think Malkin's better than Crosby, anyways. Um, but you're I agree. You're, uh, you're you're looking at this, and you're you're not going to score that many points because you know D- Detroit sets up. You know they, they they used to they used to just crush the puck into the net as many yeah. as many shots fifty. I still remember the the Winnipeg Jets game where Nikolai Hobby Bolenstone does like fifty one of fifty two, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like. Oh, so shooting it as much isn't really going to help, but <laughs> that was also you know what? it raises the... your probability when you're when you're <laughs> out shooting them like sixty five to twenty five. You got a lot better chance of hitting putting one in the back of the net. Well, it it looks like you know you look at all these uh, replays and stuff, and you're like you know almost crazy things, and you can see the plays getting set up, you know, on the replay. Like six move, you know, it's like a chess game. How oh, these guys yeah. and where they are, and everybody mm-hmm. knows where they are. And it's a game, a sport that I love to watch, and still don't understand as much as I do other sports. But within regards to these other, you know, how the Wings have been playing right now, it's so different. And we have we have two great goalies to the point where we're not going to tire them out. Let, let me rephrase that. Yeah, two great. I, I wouldn't say elite. I wouldn't say amazing. I would say yeah, great. Yeah, let's say you have to define your great. I, well, if, yeah, you're, great if you're going one above great. with elite, yeah, I, I think, great I think they're both solid. I think you know they're both definitely starter quality. Yeah. They could start for mm-hmm. almost any team in the league. But well, I, gar- someone I guarantee that's, you, you know, if we dropped either or, one team would pick them up and start them right oh, away. Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah, definitely. You know that's 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 how you that's again that's how you say someone is a great goalie. Oh yeah, it's like if the the Tigers bullpen or the Tigers starting rotation oh, from like geez. two three years ago where it was like any one of them could have been on an ace on yeah. any team. Yeah, and yeah. Then you sell the farm and there's absolutely <laughs> nobody no there. I hope we never go to the bullpen and, and we win every game. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is that you're you're looking for what Shane Green uh, <laughs> oh, to pitch you seven innings and I'm like, <laughs> all right, well you sold Fister, Scherzer, and Price. But come oh. on, they still had Buck Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I really did not want to talk about the Tigers at all until yeah. you know, 2016. Yeah, um, we, we can let that pass. You know, yeah. we may even have to wait till 2017. Yeah, let's yeah. be honest with ourselves. Yeah. Well, did you did um, there? There's a photo, and I know I shared it with you guys. But the um, the uh, most important Mets Cubs series. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a photo of uh, Rookie of the Year <laughs> with Henry Rowengardner yeah. and, and, and nice. Potato. I well, could, you know, bringing you back to the wings, that's like the one that I saw that was like Babcock with the Red Wings and then Babcock Babco- with, yeah. and it was the it was cable one. The, like, the, the this is the, the direct TV cable, cable yeah. one. I was like, okay, that's a really good I, one. I'm direct look TV at- and I, I play for the Red Wings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cable and I play for the uh, Maple Leaves. <laughs> Now, look at the picture I just sent you guys a couple minutes ago on Uh-oh. there. About the metal okay. music. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 w, the Westboro yeah. signs. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so let me share that because it's, it's, <laughs> definitely, it's definitely something hysterical. We'll have to make sure to try to put it in our show notes or something like that. Uh, but it, it's a photo, we're like, talking about. Uh, a photo of Westboro Baptist that says God hates metal music and another guy standing next to him with a sign that says fuck this guy with an arrow pointing to them. I think there goes our clean tag. Oh, we, oh, we, we fail. Actually, I think I already broke that like like 
40 minutes ago. So, <laughs> you know, I, I want to make sure we talk about, you know, we, we, we've talked about Finesse. Finesse is a great sponsor. Um, one of the things they have, obviously, is, you know, singles. And that's what all, yes. all of our beard, you know, loving I people brought want. brought a single singles. tonight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, and you got three Nicks. Three Nicks is great. They have, you know, 20 beers on tap. And it's great because it's a definitely a crazy mix of the, um, you know, the, the old school blue collar folks who are in there drinking your Miller Lights and Bud Lights. I definitely walked into a conversation with one guy who was definitely hammered because I learned <laughs> he was, in the afternoon. He was 54. <laughs> I, I learned this. He was 54. I heard multiple times that men have a higher sex drive than women. And then I also heard that it is his body and nobody should be able to say this anything is a, about this it. This is a middle-aged man. Yes, yes. In the afternoon. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying as I'm waiting for the hops down. We'll, we'll definitely talk imagine. about the hops down in a minute. Um, but we want to make sure we touch on real quick uh, North Center Brewing. Uh, as much as we love our guest here over at Falling Down, uh, North Center Brewing, definitely one of the great guys. Have you been to the brewery yet, Eric? I have not. I'm severely lacking there. on my uh, new breweries to visit. It's so. worth it. Well, well here he brought last so Nick, week. Nick's, Nick's going to tell you about all the events that are well, coming they up. Get so there. maybe you can get out there. Yeah, so they got their Oktoberfest uh, this Saturday. Tomorrow. Yep, tomorrow. Uh, they got German Fair. They're releasing their Marzen Lager. They're going to have beer wenches and a costume beer contest. Beer wenches. Hey. Oh, hey, those are always good, right? <laughs> uh, they will be at the Fall <laughs> Beer Fest on the weekend of October 23rd and 24th. They, so they will be there at Eastern Market. Uh, they do have a barbecue night coming up. October 28th, Barlow's Barbecue Food Truck will be there. Nice. Um, and uh, they've been getting some really rave reviews about the barbecue there. There's, so you can check them out. North Center Brewing in Northville. Check yeah. them out. Just, uh, just north of the downtown area there. Their food area, they have a, a pizza place right next door that delivers. I saw that. He doesn't have food in there. No, he, does, he doesn't. No, he doesn't they'll have they'll food. bring food over from the, which is common. I mean, Dragon Meat was doing that. Dragon Meat was doing it to Lazy Bones. But yeah, it's it's right next door, so they'll just walk right on over. I know B Nectar does it too, because B Nectar, yeah. when I was hosting Quizzo there one night, the pe- the same pizza guy came like four times. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I, I don't know how many breweries <laughs> I've been into where like someone orders in. Like, I know uh, there's a pizza place not far from Coonan's, and like, I'll be there for like, like an hour and no nothing comes in like one person orders pizza and like that, the same driver's back like every five minutes for the next like because everyone's like oh that pizza looks so good, good. oh yeah and, 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 and everyone, everyone, everyone keeps coming back yeah the through. drunk munchies it's, yeah. so, <laughs> it's so weird because Coonan's actually got a decent you know basic food you know selection oh yeah this is like Saturday afternoons before they have like their food trucks and stuff coming well even before their food their trucks, food trucks I love their uh, their their cream cheese pretzels. Uh, my wife oh. loves the jalapeno oh, pretzels. Oh, yeah, the, the little, you know, the oh, limited kitchen they do. Too. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's not like a full kitchen like Griffin Claw or uh, even, you know, Dragon Me now with the Lazy Bones Barbecue. Yeah. Um, but it, it's definitely de- – uh, what's what's that place out in Clinton Town? Great Baraboo. Yeah, Baraboo's got really good <clears> stuff. <throat> uh, you know, we have a full kitchen as well. And it's funny with the full kitchen is I don't know how many people – like you go to places that don't have a kitchen and people like order a lot of stuff in. Where us, I don't know how many beer people beer reviews people have done that's like, yeah, I didn't get the food. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like it's like wait, what? well that's that's the one thing, and especially in regards to falling down, like we loved the food there. Like mm-hmm. it, it was more on point. You know, the the, the beer obviously is always going to be subjective. Oh yeah, uh, but food, you know, you you like a specific food, you like a spe- specific style. In regards to fried food, we just destroy. Yeah, our that we fried did. food is, you know, I try to avoid it, but like, <laughs> I, I always laugh like it's our Reuben egg rolls. It. Well, yeah, that's part of it. Um, but I laugh because we're known for our Reuben egg rolls, and I 
hate Rubens. You can call me un-American. You can say I shouldn't. I don't like, like Rubens either. I, I cannot stand Rubens. But you know what? Our Ruben, Ruben egg rolls are one of the most delicious things really? I have. Oh, wow. they are, and I hate, like, again, I cannot stand Rubens. And I don't know what it is about the egg rolls. But, like, you could put a platter of them in front of me, and they just would not <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> um, so the food's good. Uh, have you, did you guys pour the hop stout that we, uh, that we got from Three Nicks? I have one in front of me. Oh, right it's now. delicious. I just finished. It's oh, pretty I, good. Yeah, I'm, I, very good. When, when he was talking about that very hop, bitter flavor, like that hop, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is very stouty, very, very smooth. It kinda, very... It's not the same, but I'm trying to remember who makes that hoppy red that I've had. That... Hoppy red. I, I don't know. Any, there's, there's a lot of more. Like, uh, is it? Uh, <laughs> um, does it have a name? Five. Five. Oh, yeah, probably yeah. Uh, Big Red Cock. That's Big it. Red yeah. Cock. Big Red Cock's yeah. really good. No, yeah. That, yeah. Hoppy Red. Nice hoppy, but it's not an IPA. That, 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 that was pretty good. The, you know, we're beer nerds for the fact that yeah. we <laughs> <You> dropped that <laughs> name. <laughs> dropped yeah. that name so quick. Oh, look. Yeah. We know exactly uh, no, what we're talking very, about. Yeah. And similar to, I love yeah, the taste of this. This is real good. You get it in the citrus. You get like a citrusy, like hop kind of finish to it. And uh, like I get a lot of like astringent kind of roasted grain smell. It's really good. It's I I'm pretty sure I've had it before because I know it's out of their Hop Kitchen series, um, and they do a lot of really crazy good stuff with that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a uh, uh, a a very good hopped up stout. We're, we're very good at passing the bottle without having to say that. <laughs> yeah, we had experience we last point, week. Yeah. It, it was was hey was it the the happy red? Was that a Sam Adams by any chance? No, no. no we we yeah, life. Well, welcome back to the yeah, conversation. Yeah. And you're wearing the headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Too, too, too busy Tara's playing trying to tell me phone. something here, and I get sidetracked. No, I bought a variety pack, and it had a happy red in it. Uh, well, we were thinking it was the same one. But no, it was, it was from Brewery Vivant. I had it at mm. um. Hopcat in Detroit. Yeah, they have it on tap there. They had it on tap. Oh, I don't know if they do. It. Yeah, it's yeah. one of their it's one of their mainstay beers. So it's you know it's pretty easy yeah, to find, but it's it, yeah. it's real good. It's real. Never solid had beer. it. That's I drank the hop stout, so you can't have that anymore. Did you finish okay, it? Fine. Yeah, I, I poured it out. Good. I'm going. I'm you, guys, you guys can have that. I'm going back that, to the harvest. That bitter IPA. That, well, we've got that, that other one. What's the other? Oh yeah, we have the Velvet Moose from Fifty One North. That one needs to get finished. That's going to go flat before the end of the night, just because it's about it's about ten days old. Oh yeah, but it's not flat. I yeah, almost, I, I almost just grabbed it. Yeah. Oh, see, as long as it, so that's the funny thing with growlers is we always push like open it within seventy two hours, drink within twenty four hours. Okay. It it really. I've had four month old growlers that are unopened and they are just as good as the day we we bottled them. Well, I think the difference is is we don't trust caps, so we don't uh, we don't trust yeah. the caps. So that's why we say like. Open it within three or four days, but again, once you open that, like you gotta kill it. There's there's no ifs ands or buts about yeah, that. Yeah, once it's open, you I gotta, think once we go. um once we can find out a day where we can get uh you know our friends Jock and Brown and they have a 2014 mini keg of Oberon that they haven't opened Ooh. yet. We so you, you know we wanna, yeah. If you yeah. let me know when that is, I last year at a charity event won like it was literally a wheelbarrow full of beer, um, and thrown <laughs> in there. Did you get the wheelbarrow? Too? I did get the wheelbarrow. <laughs> yeah. Which you know, honestly, that was the big part of it. Like there was a, there was some some stuff in there, and I could tell the the stores that donated stuff. It was some of the stuff was just like this has been on the shelf for too long because <laughs> like in there there was a as seen on oh, TV no, there, store. There was like a six month old bottle of like devil dancer in there but oh yeah and this event was like over the summer and i'm trying to think it would have been this past summer it probably actually this past spring but uh 
There was a keg of Breckenridge Christmas ale, that, like the little mini kegs of it. Like Happy July. Yeah. Here's your, here's your <laughs> oh, yeah. And, July. and I couldn't tell if it was that year or another year, and I still haven't opened it. So oh you gosh. could do really old uh, oh, beers, yeah. and <laughs> I, I may donate that to the cause. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it's definitely keg. one thing. Well, I mean, we, we look at beers and, you know, aging beers, and that's definitely going to be a different discussion for a different night. Uh, but, you know, I've mentioned that I've I aged not not on purpose, um, but Hop Slam for a year. Yeah. Yeah. It just happened to be in the back of my fridge and continuously became the back of my fridge until I'm like, oh, look, there's a Hop Slam back there that I haven't <laughs> yep. touched. You know, and that's October, November. I'm like, oh, well, I'll save it for a good day. And then it didn't happen until January. Um, but we're looking at it and it just tastes like a delicious honey barley wine. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing is, is that barley wines to IPAs, they're, they have, they share a lot in common. You know, a lot of people say, oh, it changes to a barley wine. No, it's still an well, IPA. No, 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 no. I, I, but no, yeah. And, and what you're right. Like, yeah. Tastes like. Tastes it, like. And you use the exact right word for it is that it tastes like a barley wine. Oh, I know. I'm always but, right. Exactly. It's on the. We aren't on the. Well, we're on the internet right now. Since we, we're live we are, on the we are on the internet. Yeah, we, um, we're, we're on the internet, and I have the full say because I have the <laughs> microphone in front of my mouth. And then you know the other one is like uh, the other IPA. Most IPAs don't age very well. The, oh, the hops no. fade off. The bitterness fades off. If you like really malty, caramely stuff, age all of your IPAs. Then, um, but the other one is Dogfish Head One Twenty Minute. Well, that, that makes fantastic. a lot of sense oh, with yeah. the fact that the I love I love the the dark malty stuff. You know, one twenty. 120 is definitely one of my favorite IPAs that I've oh, had. Yeah. And Dogfish um, Head even says, like, feel free to age this. Like, and the bitterness surprisingly holds up pretty well. It, it does a good job. You know, I really don't feel the bitterness in regards to when, when I'm tasting an IPA or the 120. I, I don't get that that face that I had when I tasted your IPA. That <clears> yeah. You oh, yeah. They have a huge uh, caramely, malty backbone to it that it definitely uh, cuts back on some of that bitterness. Well, you're, you're you're looking at all these beers and you know things to age and stuff like that, and you know you're, you're talking about beers um, that people typically age. Barrel aged beers is really yeah. what a lot of people save. Um, you know, a, as a brewer, you know one of the big things in regards to a, as we're kind of finishing up the conversation, but I did want to hit this in regards to you. Um, you know, Ohio is trying to raise the ABV cap oh, that they yeah. have from twelve to twenty one, and mind you, twelve is high compared to a lot of other states who are oh, still yeah. at three two. Still cuts out a lot of beers though. From twelve to twenty one, yeah, twelve to twenty one cuts out things like it, your uh, double really, bastard, it, your hundred and twenty minute. It cuts it, out a lot of the the double crooked is I would think thirteen. So it cuts yeah. out a lot of good beers. You know, in, in regards to that, as do, do you think there needs to be a cap on beer or I, I don't is, necessarily. You know, it, it's the way that they're trying to protect the consumers. The, the big reason for a lot of those caps. Um, you know, I personally, well, as as I as I cut you off, you know, as Sam Miller is <laughs> the one who Sam Miller is the one who sent it. They're like, you know, hey, this is supposed to be a drink of moderation. This yeah, isn't supposed to be, you know, you drink three, you know, glasses of ten percent beer, and you're like, uh, yeah, but you can. <laughs> and the thing is, is the alternative to that is you can be like, okay, go have a bottle of wine. Like if yeah. that if that's your argument, you can make the same argument for wine. Do some shots. Yeah. Um. You know, I, do I think there should be a cap? No, I don't. I don't necessarily think caps are necessary. But at the same time, at a certain point, um, it's more of what your definition is. So really, to get above like eighteen to twenty percent on a beer, you're maxing out what your yeast can do. You're maxing out how you can actually make that beer. So you look at like the world record holder right now on beer. I think it's sixty eight percent. Isn't that that like squirrel? You, I, no, that no, that's beer? actually the third one. So that was a uh, Brewdog, and I think it's called Browmeister, which are both in Scotland. Okay. had this back and forth for a long time to get the highest ABV. 
and I can never remember what the um, Brewdog one it, that comes in like a squirrel bottle, like a stuffed squirrel with a bottle in it. It had a weird name, um, like a person's name. Yeah, too, I, can't, I, I can't remember I, what it was, but you, and then you get at a certain point where you know, again, for for me, I don't drink liquor. Because I drink beer, and beer is something they don't mix. One, they don't mix. Two, it's usually cheaper. But three, the fact of the matter is, is that when I'm drinking, you know, I'm here to enjoy the drink. I'm not here to drink Mm. to get drunk. I did that when I was 18. Yeah, and so we're at week one of the show. (laughs) (laughs) And like, uh, Braumeister went up to like 65%, and then they beat themselves, and I think they're up to like 68%. But what's the point at that point? Well, I can't even imagine. One, it's to to prove that you can do it. The other side is at that point, um, they're using a tactic that's called freeze distillation that U.S. breweries are not legally allowed to do. So traditionally, an ice box is freeze distilled. Basically, you freeze it. And since the water's going to freeze first, you remove it. You remove the, you know, it's you like take what's left house. of the beer. Yeah, well, pretty we, much. We, 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 we it, were talking not, about that last week with Bob over at North Center Brewery, and he was talking about freezing. Uh, oh, he was talking about cold shocking. Cold shocking, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, a little different. Yeah, and, and freeze distillation, you're just purposely freezing it and removing it. Well, in, you can't legally do that in the U.S. You can, but I think we can only adjust the ABV by like a half percent in doing it. So America um, so can't, can't raise the raise that because we're a country of overindulgence. Yeah, yeah. Trust uh, <laughs> but at no. the same time, I I haven't had the chance to have anything. I think the highest ABV beer I've probably had is about twenty eight to thirty percent. Yeah, the Utopia. And they're yeah, the, oh, the yeah. Utopias yeah. is yeah. one of the ones that's up there. I know um, one twenty minutes up at like twenty one eighteen to twenty one percent. But you know, you you start to get up that high, and it's it is a sipper. It is something that you don't, you know, you don't drink like a full pint of that by yourself. You oh, have no. some friends over, you share it. So at sixty eight percent, I'd love to try it, but everything that I've read is like you're almost at like this whiskey wine hybrid. Like you know, if you know wine, they talk about having legs. Like you, you swill the glass around, and like as it drains, it looks like there's like tentacles or legs coming down. Okay, like that beer has that. Like, which you don't get – you do that with a normal beer and you just get, like, your little lacing. You get little foam stuck to the glass. Like, this almost functions like a whiskey or a wine does, which is crazy to think about. Well, we're, we're looking at overindulgence and stuff. And I remember the first time I had 120, we were up in our uh, weekend retreat at Caseville um, that we do yearly. And I remember bringing a bottle of 120 and it was, mm-hmm. you know, for a share. And this guy opened it and was drinking it straight from the bottle oh. and, like, half gone. I'm like, oh, are you Let me slam this. It's good me. beer. Oh, what? It is good. And I'm just like, bro, stop. Do you have these? Do you have a six-pack of this? <laughs> no, bring I, a case? I, I, Did you bring a case? I, I brought one. And, and I brought one for everyone. And yeah, you just share. ruined it. This is a share beer. <laughs> it was a share beer. And really, the, the only thing that I cut into was our shares. Everyone shares them. No, who? It was who? Who was? Yeah, it was Kurt. Let's draw. It was Kurt. Big Red over there. Big Red. (laughs) Um, You know, we're we're kind of rolling down in regards to uh, we got about six minutes left. You know, Eric, I want to make sure. You know, uh, is there anything that you want to promote from falling down while you're here? You know, we appreciate you coming on out. Yeah, um, you know, just to give a little background who we are, you know, we've been around for about two and a half years now um, at our, our breweries at 10 Mile and DeQuinder and Warren. So, you know, real close to where we are at here. But, you know, we're another one of the North Side Brewers. Um, we have our pub. Our pub's got gourmet pub food that we talked about before. Mm. Uh, we usually have about eight different beers on tap. Um, who, who did that? <laughs> no, I don't know what that was. <laughs> what was that? Where's our that engineer? Engineer. <laughs> what was 
she talking on Facebook over there. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, we have eight beers on tap. Our our mainstay beers, are, our main two right now is Ninja Chicken, which is American Pale Ale. It's mm-hmm. our number one seller, closely followed by actually our Cream Ale, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, you know, it's, I just had a growler. It's really easy drinking, you know. Because you wouldn't let me growler your amber. You're actually kind of lucky because the, the Cream Ale actually just cut, got cut on growlers as well. Um, <laughs> well it's like Bob us, this, this was only like this. Wednesday. Yeah, I, it got cut on Thursday. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have much left right now. But, you know, and then we also have like our seasonals right now. My, uh, you know, Zen Panda is our green tea IPA that we have on. It's a really intense beer. It's really aromatic. It's, yeah, it's got a lot was, going on with it. Good. I was looking at that and I'm like, I don't really want to buy 32 ounces of it and yeah. not like it. So. Yeah, and that's one of those ones. Talk to the bartender, have a sample, see oh, yeah. if you like was, it and go I was more. There. I was more in a rush to try to make it before the puck dropped for oh, the hockey yeah. games. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, the other one is we usually have a few um, small batch specialty stuff, the the amber being one of them. It's our R&D stuff. We try and figure out what's going on, you know, what we have. And, you know, and so we have a lot of fun with it. I actually, I almost grabbed, I'm pretty sure it was a flat growler at my house. I had a growler yeah. of our, uh, we'll have it at Fall Beer Fest. Um, it's our chocolate and coffee stout. Awesome. Um, so, you know, so kind of, you know, it's in the, you know, the, the bre- breakfast stout categories. Um but yeah, it's you know we use uh, local here in Ferndale, um, Hazano's Coffee. They do really great stuff. Oh, yeah. We put some of their coffee in there um, and cocoa nibs. And last I had it, it was just it was phenomenal. And then we also we'll also have a smoked porter with us at uh, Fall Fest. Nice. I think I think we're bringing Ninja Chicken, Zen Panda, which is our green tea IPA, uh, smoked porter, and then our chocolate coffee stout as well. Yeah, so, I'll have your chocolate coffee stout for sure. Yeah, there's yeah, a, yeah we'll for those stopping by. For those who come in quite often, I realize that we don't have anything remotely dark right now. Um, mm. That is in the process of changing. I have a, I have a smoked porter coming up, a chocolate coffee stout coming up. Uh, we'll have our, our double brown will be back pretty soon called oh. Angry Beaver. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that, that'll awesome. be back. A lot of people like that. It's an 8.5% uh, yeah, brown much ale. Much better than Nice Beaver. Yeah. Uh, nice Beaver, we're, we're working on again. We're going to see how it actually comes out. Um, it's just a, it's a tough beer that um, was originally a uh, homebrew recipe that just – We've never been able to scale right. It just doesn't work out quite as well. Well, that's 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 definitely understandable in regards to trying to scale from a home brew to you know we had um, uh, Bobbin from North Center Brewing, yeah. and you know these guys were home brewers before yep. they became you know. Whereas you're seeing a lot of breweries where people are coming from other breweries who are starting their own yeah. because you know they've taken whatever knowledge they've learned and they've you know brought in. Whereas you know falling down, falling down was straight home brewing. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark, and uh, his other partner George were both uh, home brewers, and then I came in to help out shortly thereafter. Um, and I had some home brewing experience as well. So. But, you know, the the scale, the funny thing is to scale it from, like, five gallons up to a barrel, and a barrel's only 31 gallons, is, like, it feels ridiculously tough. But to go from our small system at one barrel up to our 10-barrel system, it's like, no, this is easy. Which is, like, how going from 31 gallons to 310 gallons is really easy, but <laughs> 5 to 31 feels like the big world's biggest challenge? I have no idea. Because you broke the seal. Well, so, you yeah, know. It's, it, it's, it's one of those things also for the fact that and I'm, I'm sure, you know, someone like my wife could expand a little more who's, you know, a pastry chef and a chef yeah. to trying to – you know, uh, some some one pie mixture might not work for a five pie mixture, a ten yeah. pie mixture, just because. And I think the other side to it too is that like you also set yourself up. Like, have you ever gone back to something that you're like, this is going to be the most amazing thing ever? I haven't had it in ten years. This is like, get ready to have your mind blown, and then you go with your buddies, and they're all like. This was so lame. This like, what so are you doing? And so I, I think that's the other side of it sometimes. Well, it's some of those old homebrew recipes they're, they're, that were like your best ever. You now go back to have them and they're like, 
You bring what it back was I like, thinking? Well, no. you're 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 almost you know in regards to us, you know, between me, Nick, and Dan, the the three of us definitely have a lot of the same flavors in regards to the profile that we like within our beer. Yeah, um, each of us has a little bit different in regards to what we like a little bit more. Like I'm definitely really heavy into the Browns, but the fact of the matter is, you know, I can talk up a beer. <clears throat> get all excited and then you know i give it and here i am sitting very anxious like did they like it did they like it oh no oh (laughs) Oh, no and then sooner or later i'm like shit they didn't like it as much as i do should i like it still yeah i need to be like oh this is a bad anxiety this and it's you know i always laugh that like you think back to something that you always did in like high school that was like this was the most awesome thing ever like i would go sit in coney islands to like two in the morning and now like i go to a coney island at like midnight and i'm like what was I ever thinking? Like, <laughs> this is the for, worst experience for, ever. You know, for, for at least me, because I grew up in Troy. That was Ramshorn for us. Okay. Oh, yeah, because yeah, oh, yeah. I'm a little older, too. So, yeah, Ramshorn. Ra- Ramshorn yeah. was yeah. definitely one so of like the things. Yeah, we, oh, yeah. We, we used to do the, the Coney Island at uh, 11 and Gratiot before they stopped doing 24, 24 hours. hours. Yeah. That was not the, 24 hours anymore? It, the, no, it's not, because they got into too many fights. Over oh, there. yeah. Yeah, 696. I didn't know. All you need to do is YouTube Coney Island fight, and there'll be a Oh boy! A few, not not the same one from different angles. Yeah, I've definitely seen my fair share of those. I think. Well, that's why. I mean, there was a few years ago where we went to the the Coney Island because the one on Twelve and Grossback or Thirteen and Grossback. Yeah, Twelve and Twelve and Grossback. Still twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah, that one's probably one of the few. That's that's definitely where we'll be uh, tonight in regards to the uh, the after party, which is kind of why we're. We're not drinking as heavily as we normally <laughs> yes, do. I've been drinking it, cups that are this full when I got this Definitely <laughs> not a show, number one. Yeah, we're, not, <laughs> we're, we're not drinking. I mean, we still have a lot of beer left that uh, I think. Yeah, I there's a whole that, growler. That growler. That, yeah. I, might, I might just have one for the road, maybe. So, you know, hey, what's going on? <laughs> hey, no, we do not that drink That one's water, though. This show has a 10% minimum. That's the thing, Eric. We usually don't drink it. If you listen to some of our previous shows, but a lot of the beers that we were having were like 10, 11, 20. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I, I did not get um I got a chance to listen to the first one. I didn't uh, we, we, I had a oh, crazy that week that I didn't get to listen to last week's we, episode. Yeah, so. we, we we were drinking, you know, one of one of the things we mentioned too is every beer is a session beer if you try hard. Oh, yeah, oh we definitely. were trying. We were tr- <laughs> we, we we I don't know if we were trying. I think we were just no, <laughs> we, we, just we were doing, doing yeah. and then yeah, why is the room spinning at 10 p.m.? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> So uh once again we want to thank everyone for uh, joining us this week live. We're here each and every Friday night at seven o'clock. Uh, thank you for the uh, podcast Detroit Studios. Um, you know, for myself, Dan, Nick, Eric, and Tara. Thank you for joining us, Jessica. Our you know sound engineer. Oh, we got a co- oh, we, yeah, we, have, we have somebody here. coming in. Oh, uh, some, somebody appeared somewhere with the beer, which means we need to drink more. So yeah. uh, and don't drink and drive. Why, Ken? Oh, because you might spill your beer. That's a terrible. <laughs> we, we, need, we need to get away we, from we, that. We, yeah, we really you know with sponsors that. and stuff. Oh, you're uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, for all of us here, we'd like to thank you for listening. But no matter what beer you think is best, we think it's better on draft.